Monday, Monday, Monday is when most listeners will be downloading this podcast to hear it. Welcome to Game of the Year, Wicked Awesome Cast Edition. Weighing significantly less than the other two combatants, we have Henry, a.k.a. Kraken Zero, rising from the depths to... I don't know, bring actual in-industry knowledge to this dumb organization. In the other corner, because there's three corners in this ring, apparently, so it's more of a triangle of death and doom, we have Alex Mave Online, the pun-isher. And as always, we have Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. I didn't think up anything fun for him for this. But yeah, he's here too to just really piss some people off. Again, Monday, prepare for Wicked Awesome Casts. Game of the Year 2020 Edition. Wicked Awesome Cast. Um, we don't have an episode number for this because it's Game of the Goddamn Year. You know what that means. We know what that means. If you've been through one of these podcasts before with us, you also are familiar with our format. Yes! Uh, uh, our, our wonderful intro notwithstanding. Uh, I'm Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak, and I'm joined by Henry, a.k.a. Kraken Zero, and Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. We're here to tell you what the best game of the year is, in our opinion. Um, woody woo get this out of the way, though, like, this is not a definitive list. This is just us as the three hosts of this podcast arguing about what we think is the best game of the year, the worst game of the year. I guess to run through our categories really quickly, we do this a little bit different. We have five categories this year. We have ongoing game, video game, ass video game, game that's art, worst slash most disappointing game, and game of the year, obviously. Um, All of these categories are slightly open to our interpretations of the theme, which I think is part of why the conversation works. Um, So yeah, anything you gentlemen want to say before we get into this? Because it's always a knives-out brawl by the end of this. Some things will be said during this that we don't mean, but in the heat of the moment we'll say because we are passionate about this topic and we really do love this podcast every year because it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's it just ends up being almost 100% hot takes. Yeah. Of, of just us battling it out with hot takes. And just That's all it is. It's just, it's 100% hot takes. That's all it is. And so we just hot take at each other until everything's oh, yeah. burnt to the ground. Yes. Yeah. If you're worried about us as people, by the end of this, don't be. We bounce back from this. We come into this knowing, like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to Alex or Henry for like a day or two after this. That's fine. <laughs> but yes. Welcome to Game of the Year 2020. Uh, shall we start off with our new category this year of ongoing game? Yeah, I, don't, I, sure. I think we should, we, should, we should definitely crack it in with the new category. That yeah. works for me. All right, so our new category this year is ongoing game. This started off as kind of a catch-all for we're all playing games that have had multi-year spans at this point, and... There's something like there's something to be said about celebrating games that successfully kind of keep you engaged and keep kind of themselves up to date and aren't still bringing the fun kind of overextended lifespan. So, hence this category. 
what it means to be an ongoing game is slightly open to interpretation. Like, obviously, some games are made to never have a defined ending to them, and some games have received support in surprising ways. And at least one nominee on this list I, like, didn't think belonged on this list till like, a week and a half ago when a bunch of stuff changed all of a sudden, and for the better, and it found its way here kind of thing. So in no particular order at this point in time, your ongoing game nominees are Destiny 2, Dead by Daylight, Elite Dangerous, No Man's Sky, King of Fighters, All-Star. Is it All-Star or All-Stars? We've called it both ways. All, just All-Star. Just All-Star? Fantasy yeah. Star Online 2, Among Us, and Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, anyone want to talk about anyone specifically right off the jump? Um, uh, I'm actually... Let's see. Yeah, well, I mean, I, so- last minute ads, I guess, like, Kind of surprised Shadowlands didn't wind up on here. Eh. Fair enough. <laughs> that, that's a, that is a sentence that speaks a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, wow. Per- well, I'll tell you why. It's a personal preference thing. I'm the only person here who would probably put up any kind of fight for Shadowlands. Uh, but considering Shadowlands is fresh and we still had a year of BFA, pretty much, yeah, I'm not going to count Shadowlands. No, that, that's, that, that's a very fair and to the point of this category argument to make. Yeah, no, I... I respect the stance of, yeah, Shadowlands is cool. Everything before Shadowlands wasn't great. Yeah, and the, the, it didn't. It, Shadowlands came out literally like a month before the yeah. year ends, so mm-hmm. I don't even want to count it at that point. Um, I don't know, man. Ongoing game? Like, there's a few on here that really stand out. So Among Us is really interesting because technically that didn't come out this year. It came it out in 2018, popular. yeah. Yeah, it got, it, it got popular this year, but it's been yeah. out... For a while. Left 4 Dead has been out for fucking ages, but that yeah. ninja content update was pretty fucking legit. Yeah. Um, Destiny 2 is Destiny 2. Yeah, um, I had a big expansion this year that I think like we're kind of split on the podcast. We think of that expansion. I like it a lot. You're kind of in the middle, and Henry's on the opposite end of me kind of thing. Where he's pretty no bad. And like, that's the weird thing. Talking about that thing, it's a totally legit. You can have both takes on it simultaneously because it comes down to did you buy Beyond Light or not? If the answer is no, you got the shaft a little bit, and even I'm not playing as much of this season as I thought I would be at this exact point in time. Like, it's... I still think it's, like, from an expansion standpoint, one of my favorite expansions they've done, because Stasis is cool, no joke intended. But I could also mm-hmm. see an argument for, like, the free-to-play aspect. The free-to-play players of that game did indeed lose a lot right off the bat and didn't really get that much return out of the content vault thing. Like, hell, I... Even the stuff I like, I can nitpick some and be like, yeah, that could have gone better. Or like, yeah, that quest was really bad. Mm. Really bad. But that's either here nor there. I think, I I, I mean, Dead Light Daylight's also great. Like, it's nice to see that game still has a lot of traction. Yes. I'm very happy for that game because one thing they do is, like, the content they put out, they kind of stagger it very purposely. Yeah. Like, they, they, and make sure that they're putting out both original stuff as well as, you know, I, I was always kind of afraid of them doing too much licensed stuff because, you know, because that means they aren't getting, you know, they aren't going to get the full profits off of that. But they do put out a lot of their own content as well, like unique monsters that they came up with. So I think it's been a, obviously they've kind of found the good balance there where they're not just hemorrhaging money over doing only uh, doing own, nothing but licensed games or licensed expansions, that is. Well, and I, I'd also say, kind of building off that, like, unlike a lot of other games that kind of shove licensed stuff in there, 
it still feels cohesive. Like it's a weird mm-hmm. game where you can have Leatherhead and all these kind of weird one-off characters they made themselves in the same game. You go, oh yeah, no, fuck it, yeah, of course, yeah, it, of course, Michael Myers is here along with off-brand Michael Myers. Like, yeah, it, and I, I think like it speaks well to that and the fact that like we don't talk about it much, but the fact that, that game started off is just kind of hey, it's a PvP game, and now it has this ridiculous and awesome lore to follow. Like, we also mm-hmm. got this whole, like, battle pass system this year that it's not perfect, but, like, it's new to the game, and they keep adding more stuff to it, and it seems like it works pretty well. I've not engaged with that in a way that probably I should be talking about it in greater detail, but I've been happy with my time with it this year. I it, Sadly, this is also the year that we lost Death Garden by the same people behind Dead by Daylight, but at the same time, one of those games is a, doing a lot better than the other one was, and... Yeah, yeah, and and we already kind of mentioned on why we thought that happened, and part of it is there's a lot of crossover there. There are a lot yeah. of crossover players, not enough new player, unique players yeah. only playing Death Garden. So, but yeah, uh, I think yeah, I honestly think Dead by Daylight is a excellent addition, simply because yeah, I I, I agree with Alex that yeah, it's just they've just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been consistent since that game. Because that game has been out for some time now. And they're just consistently knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Like, and they seem, yeah. To be making, they seem to be making kind of the improvements you want over time. Like it's, the game still has some glitches occasionally, depending on the platform and stuff. But, like, this is the year we got cross-play. And it's across all platforms. And that's kind of yeah. a cool and thing. It, and the really crazy thing I have to say about Dead by Daylight is the fact that I just... Uh, balancing any sort of a hero-based game where you you know you pick characters is going to be difficult. But it's like this is a a you know you know this is this isn't this is a you know asynchronous style of game where you know you have a monster versus you know four players and yeah that is even harder to balance. It's just it's it's always a constant battle of you know if. If there's going to be enough people playing monsters versus people playing the kind of human characters, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's this be kind of weird sense. It's the one game of the like asymmetrical multiplayer stuff out there that I think actually has survived and thrived. Like Left 4 Dead is kind of asymmetrical, but not in the same way. Like I remember that game came out during the whole like evolve era where every other thing from that era is more or less dead at this point, except Dead by Daylight because and like the others, it actually works and is fun. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a difficult thing to balance, difficult thing to like make fun, and so and the mechanics. It's like in some ways very stripped down, where there's just not you, you're very limited on what you can do. But I th- and I think that's actually a really good part. Yeah, of the game it focuses on what works for it. I think like back when that game got announced, when they were showing it off, like, I was definitely eye rolling it, being like okay, yeah, whatever, this game exists, and no, I've generally come to like that game a lot at the time for his progress. Yeah. We should move on, though. Um, Elite Dangerous. Mm. Uh, this one's kind of on here for me. I made us make our top three kind of thing for this, but I think it's worth at least drawing attention to the fact that they have a big expansion coming out in a couple weeks, I think, at this point, maybe a couple months soon. And rather than just change everything at that time, they've kind of used the run-up to that point to make some big changes to the game that have needed to happen for a long time. They've tuned the economy in ways that people have been requesting, and like the tuning seems to be people 
on one hand, people are upset that you can't like get stupid rich off panite mining or panite, how you pronounce it. But at the same time, that whole system was so broken it needed to end anyway. And now, like, it's yeah, people are mad you can't like get stupid rich super quick. But also, no one's saying the changes are bad necessarily, and that's been kind of cool to see happen. They've done a really good job of kind of expanding in the last year or so. They've balanced that game in a cool way. It still has some jank to it in certain categories, but, like, for again, it's about to kind of fulfill what Star Citizen said it was going to and still isn't out <laughs> and was never designed to have a first-person shooter mode to it. <laughs> and now, it, and they're like, yeah, it comes out a couple, again, it comes out in the expansion. We're like, and, and it looks good. Like, everyone that's played it's like, I expected it to suck, and it doesn't. And I'm like, huh. I played enough Elite Dangerous to go, like, I'm generally surprised it doesn't suck either, like, because the vehicle, the non-spaceship vehicle, the, um, SRVs were kind of a, okay, these exist, and I get, I don't know who they're for, but people seem genuinely impressed by the FPS stuff so far, so, yeah, and I think the kind of lead-up to it, they've kind of kicked, they've returned a bunch of systems people have been asking for, they've done a good job of reminding you, like, yeah, this is an ongoing living game, I get the impression the last year or so it's been a little dead, but also as a new player, like a newish player that's gotten a couple people into playing it in the last year, it's been a hell of a great time to actually start playing that game just because they're fixing stuff leading up to the big thing and people are coming back in droves because, hey, the big thing is coming. And I mean, this is the top three, but I did want to kind of give them points for the tuning they've been doing has been long overdue, but the tuning they're doing is so good. And you could make the argument of why it takes so long to get here, but I think it's... The, the how well the adjustments are hitting, I think, speaks to now we spent some real time spending some time kind of fixing these systems in the background. Like we get it was kind of broken for a little while, but hey, it's it's now really good and no one's complaining about the results we got out of it. Like the people are just complaining because they can't like abuse certain systems anymore. It's like, oh I'm gonna have to play the game now. Oh well. And kind of on the opposite end of that we have No Man's Sky, which I still think that game's flight model is trash. But I gotta give it points for the fact that it's consistently kind of lived up to the expectations people had for that game when it launched. I think it still sucks that, like, the expectations for that game were so out of whack with what it launched as to cause the whole thing that was No Man's Sky. But at the same time, they're there. Like, almost everything they said you could do at launch, that you could eventually do in that game, you can do. And some of the stuff they're doing is really cool. Like, a lot of people point to it being kind of. It's kicking Elite Dangerous's ass, and I don't agree with that statement, but from a kind of fulfillment of what that game said they were actually going to have in that game, it's nailing it. Still don't want to play it, but... <laughs> I, and I wish I could care about that game. I just think like the, the flight model for that game is bad. Like Visually, I get what they're going for. Gameplay-wise, it's a little bit too my first space sim for my taste. It's always going to be that problem. Like It's the it's for people that want to have Minecraft space, and I got nothing against those people, but I am not one of those people. King of Fighters All-Stars. All-Star. Yep. I, yeah, I, you know, obviously that's kind of my addition. I'm still playing it pretty regularly. They've had some really good expansions this year, which we've talked about. Some, I guess, uh, cross partnerships, franchise partnerships. The last one was just with another game. But they were cool-looking characters anyway. There was like uh, Seven Knights, I think, was the name of the expansion, or the name of the uh, game that they were crossing over with. But they also did the Gintama one this year, and that one was fucking great. 
because it was written so well, and yeah, uh, I'm and it's still I I put it out there. It is the fairest gotcha style mo- mobile game I have ever played, and I've tried a lot of them, like even ones that I feel like are more up my alley in a certain way, like the uh, basically what is Final Fantasy Tactics, the Final Fantasy one. Uh, War of the... I not remember it, because I haven't played it in ages, because I found it just too many different types of currencies, and just started, and too many different things you have to level up. It just became... I don't know. It wasn't as fun. And with the collecting stuff, wasn't as fun. And whereas in KOF All-Star, you have not only the characters, but you also have all these cards. Like, all the cards that you equip them with. And then this year, or actually it was late last year, they came out with sort of a... Uh, extended the top levels that a character can achieve. And that was done, I believe, also pretty fairly. I mean, I still have not spent that much on this game. I've bought a couple of things every once in a while. And it's still like, if you play this game completely for free and never buy any expansions... You will end up with so much surplus of the uh, different of the two of the different currencies they use, which is rubies, which is the main one, and then gold, which you need to just level up and do other things. Yeah, and it's still an incredibly fair one. Like I have like seven thousand or eight thousand rubies now, and I use them on the regular. Like because it only takes a hundred to do a summon. For a character and 70 to do a summon for a card. So it's like I'll just drop 10 at a time and another 10 and another 10. I'll just like do 30 in a day and that still leaves me at just like tons and tons of rubies left. Is that <laughs> it's just yeah it's really really easy to gain the currencies and I like the gameplay of it. It's fun. I like beat-em-ups. Um, yeah uh so I think, and it's an ongoing game, but yeah, I think it blows all of the other gotcha games out of the water. Um, I have been playing, I, I finally got around to playing a little bit of the My Little Pony one. Man, that one is hard on the system. That one is like, KOF All-Star is relatively light in a certain sense. I mean, it is still, I'd say it still eats up, but man, My Little Pony game is really not well optimized. That game runs like shit. It runs so poorly. Um, it doesn't seem too bad either, just from what little bit I played of it, but I'd have to play more of it to kind of feel that. But KOF All-Star is just... Yeah, it still blows me away to this day just how fair it is. I mean... <laughs> no, and knowing exactly what it is, it's still a microtransaction-based game, and... Yeah. But you don't really have to engage in it too much. You, they just throw stuff for free at you constantly. Like, if you just log in regularly at all, you just get everything thrown at you. And I'm not, like, a completionist, so... I only care about leveling up certain characters that I like that are good and are good in general to use, and they're characters that I, would, that I used in the series anyways. So, yeah. Um, still a fair game. Yeah, good with good expansions, interesting uh, crossovers. Yeah. yeah, I mean... I, Let's move on I, to our next ranking, yeah. uh, next item. Uh, Fancy Star Online 2. Um, 
I think we can sum up the ongoing support of that game is it came to the Western world legally, finally. Like, that's yeah, a huge yeah. fucking deal. And weird thing being that they have been fast-forwarding all of the seasons so they can kind of catch up to where they actually are. It's been kind of like, cool watching that unfold, though, too. Yeah, it's like up to season seven at this point. Yeah, that's almost a parody, <laughs> I think. Yeah, hilarious. But yeah, I, it's obvious what they're trying to do. I yeah. mean, we know why, but it's still just kind of funny. It's like, all of a sudden, new season ex- each month. It's like, each month it's been out. It's yeah, been like it's a new season. Yeah, it's bizarreness of, like... It's this both like perfect and hilarious world of imagine if all of the World of Warcraft expansions happened like two months apart from each other, how insane <laughs> that game would have been. Because that's what's going on with Fantasy Star. You're like, holy shit. No, yeah, yeah it, s- it's still a good yeah. game. Like it, it had a kind of a weird launch at first because of US reasons and what store it was on, but now that it's kind of up and running, it seems to be as good as it gets for that game. And there again, I'm still uh, I'm able to play it very easily because it plays fine on my system, despite having uh, limited video card capabilities. The game runs perfectly, and that is because it's an eight-year-old game, and at this point it's been so completely and utterly optimized, that it'll run on a potato. I bet you could run it on a Raspberry Pi. It's, it's, it is a, yeah, a really well-optimized game, but yeah, and it's, fun, man. I like the graphics. I like the design. I've always liked the design of Fantasy Star in general. And the, and, and there is a consistency to it, even through all the games at this point. Yeah. Like all the just Fantasy Star games. In that there is a... I kind of like the cartoony, colorful future, kind of, as opposed to sort of grim and gritty and dark like not not to say I haven't played games like that. I mean, yeah, there again, I I played Shadowrun, so yeah, and and other games, but yeah, I like the the neon colored futurism, which I just think look yeah yeah. Last but least on our li- list is Left 4 Dead 2. I'm not sure there's much to say about Left 4 Dead 2 that hasn't been said hundreds, if not thousands, of times by now. But like they got that stealth update, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was kind of, I mean, we talked about it here because, yeah, I'm a regular player of the game, still go back and play it, and, yeah, the new the new campaign that they put out is really good, really difficult, and I can see what, where they're going with, like, I can imagine that the new game that they're, that the same team is coming out with, I can see why, how they've been experimenting with it, because the last two, uh, the last two campaigns they came out with, are pretty wildly different from the other campaigns. Like, instead of being just... Like, the other campaigns tend to be split into a lot of sort of, like, chapters, like four or five even for some of them, where it's kind of like a short, not, you know, a relatively short bit of action where you have to go through the next safe house. Well, the last two they came out with have only, like, one. Like, or they only have two. So it's you have you have one safe house and that's it. And between those really really long levels, where there's actually start to have a bit of the fear of I don't have enough bullets for this gun, or you know there's not enough health packs to go around at this point, and we can't just and there's no safe spots for us to just sit. So I think they're they're leaning to see what the feedback was on just having longer segments of 
playing before you reach a safe room. And I feel like yeah. that's probably where the new game's going to be, just seeing as how they've been experimenting with it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great, you know, I don't think it's going to be ongoing for much longer in a certain sense. Like, there's going to be a sort of a farewell to it. And I think the newest expansion or the newest campaign was a great. If it is a farewell, it's a very good one. Yeah. At least a farewell into the obvious, what's basically just New Left 4 Dead 2, or New Left 4 Dead game. I forget the name of it, though. Uh, I mean, By the Blood or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood for is it like Back for Blood? Yes, that's yes, what it was. Yeah, back, back for Blood. Yeah, Back that's, for Blood. And that's Turtle Rock, not Steam, I guess, or Valve, or whatever the right phrase is, but yeah. It, but it is the same team. Yeah. that cre- Yeah, it's the exact same team that created Left 4 Dead 2. Well, not maybe not everybody, but it's the same people. So that one, yeah, I can imagine we're kind of a, it, yeah. But well, I guess we, now we, I'm talking about another game. But Left 4 Dead 2, weird to see that it got an expansion. Yeah, no, but, I think we all were pleasantly surprised by that one. But yeah, <laughs> oh well, yeah, you, you. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's. Gotta start whittling it down. I think at this point to get our our three. I guess. Oh, you um, put you. Did, we did talk about Among Us, or did you skip that? We talked about it, I think, first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I That's kind of to make some early cuts I think I threw on here just because I wanted to talk about them. I think Elite Dangerous can go, like, as cool as I think that update has been that only affected one of us, and it's a relatively kind of niche game in the grand scheme of things. Um, I, I know you guys like King of, uh, King of uh, Fighter All-Star a lot more than I do. I'm not sure kind of on... Like, it's super cool. It's the least predatory gotcha game ever. I guess, like, does that make it the best? Like, does that make it kind of contender for best ongoing? I guess, like, we could leave it on here. I just want to have that conversation now. Yeah. I guess. No, uh, KOF All Star. Yeah. Okay. I, I, because it, it's not just the fact that it's, it's not like super predatory. Like, it's also just the idea that they've had a lot of really good collaborations sure. this year. That have kept it fresh. Uh, it's, so it's yeah. more about the collaboration aspect of it, I guess. The, the freshness yeah. they've brought to it, and less about the, hey, it's not full of rot yet. Um, Destiny 2, because we're kind of polarized on it. Like, I can say that, that that's would be my pick for this category, but that's it's not just my category, so I think I can probably go at this point. We feel we feel comfortable cutting that one. Uh, I mean, I'm... I'll leave it on. I mean, I'll leave it on. We just have to cut... Leave it on for now. I don't know. I, I kind of leave it on, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, we can take yeah. Left 4 Dead 2 off because I feel like that one. I don't know. Uh, it's impressive. It's yeah, had, I think it's it, had its day. Yeah, it definitely had its yeah. day, and I think it's it's cool. That it's still being supported. God, what six years later or something like that? Longer than that. Longer than that. Yeah, nine years. I'd have to go look. Yeah. Like it's yeah, and the, the stealthiness of it was cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I. I, I I personally think Among Us wins this category personally because oh. it blew the fuck up this year. But yeah. I, I think at, at a minimum, I don't think we can have this list of Among Us in our top three, I guess. Yeah. Or in our three, oh, I Left 4 Dead 2? Um, 11 actually, years, by the way. 11 years old. Left 4 yeah. Dead 2 is 11 years old. That blows me away. 2009. You were saying, Alex? Sorry. Well, I'm actually... I was modifying a category, like... I think it's great for ongoing game, but I think Among Us is in a different category, personally. Okay. I, I modified it now. But no, yeah, no I, I yeah. think this argument to be made of, like, it blew up this year. I'm not sure the support for it this year has actually been fantastic. So, I'm going to... Support for yeah. it has actually been really solid, from what I've seen. 
Uh, I had some I'm problems about with new, it. But... I'm talking about new stuff. Yeah. Like... I... Oh, new stuff. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um... I'll, I'll kind of indicate it. Maybe it's on the chopping block, but not cut it just yet. Um, I don't no think... No Man's Sky is an interesting yeah, say, one. None of us care about No Man's Sky. That's what I was going to say. Maybe I've never played it, next. so I can't even... I, yeah. That's why, like, when you were just talking about it, I'm like, same with Lee Dangerous, like, I... I don't know those games. Yeah, I, it's yeah. it's cool. No Man's Sky is living up to the hype at this point. Like, and uh, but like, I, I go back to my comment of I still think playing that game is bad. Like, they're they're the, yeah. they need to fix that flight model in that game. Like, I don't. I, I was the, I was the minority that didn't care. It's like, oh, it's a it's a space sim game. Cool. I love space sim games. And my issue with that game was how trash its flight model is still. So mm-hmm. like. I am more than happy to cut that one right now, I guess, if people don't feel strongly yeah, about it. I'm well, I mean, if you're willing to cut Elite yeah. Dangerous, which is clearly oh, a it's game a much, you enjoy I, more. A space Sim game, it is a better game. I think it's just the ongoingness of it does not stand up to some of these other games. Um, and now it gets a little bit harder, I guess. Like Here, like I honestly think that I'm leaning towards Dead by Daylight, to okay. be perfectly honest. I'm, I'm pretty heavily leaning towards that. I think that they've had... Once again, another bang-up stellar year of expansions. Just absolutely ridiculous expansions. So I, I guess kind of with that in mind, like, do we think Among Us has had the same ongoing support of KOF All-Star, Fantasy Star Online, or Destiny 2? No. No. Okay, I think, it's, yeah, I think it's time to cut it at that point, yeah. That makes that easier. Not saying Among Us is not a good game, just that it's not gotten the game constant injection of new um i so i, I think based on how much we've talked about king of all-star this year it has to make the list and i think that means it's potentially fantasy star versus destiny 2 and if you kind of put those two up against each other from an ongoing game perspective i'd say fantasy star just because of the fact that like I don't have to go to an illegal shard server anymore to play that game. <laughs> and that's like the ultimate ongoing sport in my mind. But also, yeah, I've, I've played a lot more Destiny 2 this year, though, too, definitely than Fantasy Star. But I think, like, if you're comparing what's going on in the US release versus what's going on in Destiny at this point in time, like, yes, Fantasy Star is recycling a bunch of old content technically. But at the same time, they're running you through it still. They could just drop you at Hayes, this what Fantasy Star Online is now. And that's not what they're doing. They're kind of bringing you back up to parody. And I think that's cool. And we're going to kind of get into some other stuff. Like the game had some weird technical issues the first couple weeks it was out. And that may have been during the weird beta period that was happening. And the beta period where it went from being beta to not beta was absolutely baffling, at least when I was trying to deal with it. But I. I think our list is Dead by Daylight, King of All, uh, or Dead by Daylight, King of Fighter, All Star, and Fantasy Star Online, and then we'll kind of establish hierarchy there. Does that feel like a good list to people, or do we want to kind of do we want yeah. to have the Destiny fight now? I guess because <laughs> I was honestly I was surprised that Alex came Destiny's aid on this. I was more than happy to be like, yeah, I, I thought Beyond Light was cool, but like, yeah, I know I'm I, I'm not going to force Destiny upon us. Like, do, do we want to talk about Destiny to Beyond Light quickly? Because I can go on that topic. I'm just I'm just saving us from it in case we don't want to have that conversation. <laughs> um, I I don't know, man. Like Destiny Two. I mean, yes, they've had a good run, especially now that they've broken away from Activision Blizzard. Yeah. And I mean, yes, sure, there's some stuff that's been questionable, but overall, I feel like the 
Destiny 2 has been good. Yeah, and like, um, and like and if you want to get into the real macro aspect of this, Beyond Light fixes Destiny 1's story in some of the weirdest way possible. Like, what from a, like, from a pure gameplay standpoint, Beyond Light is cool. From a behind-the-scenes explaining a bunch of mysteries in the Destiny universe, like, the number of answers us lore nerds got as part of Beyond Light is insane. We got answers to questions that we thought Bungie had forgotten completely about that. The answer we got were like, oh shit, they've actually been building to this for two goddamn years, you bastards. Like, you got us. You actually got us. Um, that being said, I still think the fact that Fantasy Star Online covering the U.S. was such a big deal. Yeah, I agree. I think I would, if I was going to rank this list, it would be, yeah, number one, Dead by Daylight, followed by a close second of KOF All-Star, and then Fantasy Star Online third. I think I'm okay with that list. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to cross out Destiny now, because it sounds like we're down to kind of arguing about placement. Um, in the weirdest way possible, like, for the simple fact that I can now legally play Fantasy Star Online in the U.S., I'd put that as number one spot, but I'd also argue at the same time that's not really support that's just re-releasing a game in other territory. So, are we cool with Dead yeah. by Daylight being number one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally I'm, cool with Dead by Daylight. They've, uh, this year, I mean, this the year five, they've come out with uh, the Silent Hill that I guess we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and knocked it out of the park with that one. Great yeah. expansion. Absolutely no, yeah, great no, expansion. It, it's really cool. Yeah, like the Alright, so, for ongoing game, in third place, you had Fantasy Star Online, in second place, you have King of Fighter All-Star, and in first place, taking the category, you have Dead by Daylight. Congratulations, games, on being exemplary examples of, well, keeping your player base happy and keeping it fresh over extended lifespans. Yeah. Uh, next up, it's time for Video Game Ass Video Game. Our weirdest name category, and also our most open to interpretation. Typically, this category is defined by games that maybe they're not the best game, but they are the most video game per square second, I guess. Like, this is, as much as I hate using the phrase, like, the gamer category, this is that category. Like, this is the game, this is the kind of, our, giving a kind of tip of the hat to games that like we think exemplify in one way or another an experience that you can only have in video games like often this is pretty heavy on the uh kind of uh, action category stuff of just like batshit insanity so we have the nominees now uh we have ghost runner ghost of tsushima doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake carrion deep rock galactic assassin's creed valhalla crucible who the fuck put that on there Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, <laughs> Bullets Per Minute, World of Horror, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. The guy put Crucible on there was a joke where it's like there's nothing that game is so generically a video game, it's the most video game as video game. But <laughs> let's just cut that immediately because it was a bad joke. Yeah. Uh so we want to kind of work oh, down the list in order, or we want to kind of do some early cutting if we feel strongly that something doesn't totally hang. Um Honestly, like I hate to say it, but Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, yeah. Like, show yeah, your work. See, I don't disagree being, with it, but I'm kind of curious where you're coming with it, coming at it from I this angle. Or, yeah. It's a remake of a game that's already been out there, so it's not, it's, it, and it's not really redefining, like, like, okay, 
So, I'll give you an example. Uh, Carrion. Carrion mm. was a fucking sick new design and kind of a new, like, idea yeah. of a game compared to Final Fantasy VII. Well, while, yes, they did redo, like, the fight system and all that stuff. It's, it's essentially... It's still Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, like, like it's still a role-playing game-ass role-playing game. Ass role playing game. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's just not unique. Yeah, or it, it's it doesn't it doesn't strike me as like standing out from other RPGs like yeah, modern no, RPGs. Yeah. Everything you guys are saying is correct. I think I threw it on here because it's rare to see kind of a remake of a game, basically middle fingers up and say. Yo, we're changing stuff because you all know Final Fantasy VII too well already, and just remaking that game would be completely boring. Like there are changes to it. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah. I think that's good. Those changes are good, but I don't think it belongs in this category. Oh, yeah, fair. I, yeah, that's a fair set of arguments. So let's cut that one. Um, Deep Rock Galactic, I love, but I think that one can probably go. It is Left for Dead, but with mining equipment and dwarves. It's fun. It's weird. It's been early access forever too i don't talk about it much because nothing to talk about but yeah I, i'm not sure one's quite as video game ass as other things on this list are no there's yeah. some real video game ass video games on here that we can definitely yeah enjoy um valhalla i, would, I don't i would also i don't think ahead, valhalla sorry. really belongs on here i was gonna say the same thing yeah yeah, I I enjoy the combat of yeah. If this is not it's, the best I mean, combat the of the year, that's great. But it's still Assassin's Creed. No, no one of the biggest well, was, things we've harped on Assassin's Creed. Well, I was gonna say it's, like it's the, if we're going purely based on like most video game as video game combat, Ghost of Tsushima still beats it out at that. So yeah, I threw it on here because oh, yeah. it's a cool fighting. It's a very cool action game where you get to do cool Viking shit. But yeah, it's a very fair point. Um, Fall Guys. So. I'm I'm cool with keeping Fall Guys in here only because it was really unique when it hit the market. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it definitely was like I've never seen so much hype built up around a game so quickly. Yeah. Like I mean granted now it's kind of falling out a little bit, but when it first mm-hmm. came, it hit hard. And like there was such a big kind of like following with it that like it became a big like Twitter meme and everything at some point. I, I'm cool with keeping that on the list for now. So it's a good time to kind of walk through our list, I guess, like kind of taking it yeah, item okay. by item. Okay. All right, so let's start with Ghost Runner, I guess. Um, so I threw this one on here, and I think this is the only category it does really well in. Maybe it shows up in game that is art, but not really. Like it's, I think it's a game that suffers from it being a narratively driven video game, like the the wall running, the assassinating stuff, like the just the kind of puzzle. The action fighter puzzle game that it is is a really cool, fun thing to play. It's frustrating. It doesn't run perfectly, but, like, it's a game about, like, high-intensity wall running and crazy free running and murdering people at, like, insanely high speeds and reflecting bullets back at people. Like, it's it's super hot-esque in that, like, the only thing to talk about in that game is its combat, and it's kind of second-to-second gameplay, and... It's really cool as a result of that. Like it scratches that Titanfall two itch that I might never get a true sequel to, and it's not as good as I want a sequel to Titanfall two to be. But it's got that same DNA of like this is some really cool ball running. The speed for it's impressive. Like if you made a movie that was Ghost Runner, you would like make a terrible movie because it would just be a bunch of like it'd be a two hour long cyberpunk like parkour movie, which. 
I know sounds cool on paper, but would just be ass in implementation. Like it's it's purely the level of precision that game requires to work correctly that I think makes it kind of a qualifier for this list, but I'm not sure it's the strongest argument. Ghost of Tsushima. I think based on how combat alone feels in this in that game, it belongs on this list. Like no game has ever captured like a samurai better in some ways, I think. Like the standoff system, the just how visceral a third person action game feels when you get higher up in that game. Like it just it's brutal in the way you want sword combat to be. And we've all seen the kind of crazy gif compilations of people doing insane things. You can do that and more with relative ease in the game. Like you can have the badass Ronin moments you want. Like, I know I've talked multiple times about how I think like the worst part about that game is they did like they fucked up on what that game was actually supposed to be. And like what that game is good at, it's amazingly good at. Like the we'll talk about it again kind of game that is art, but like the implementation of some of the art into how that game plays, I think is really cool. Just like the character animations, the fighting in it just is second to none. It's it's hard to undersell how just, like, this is the, kind of, to this point, the pinnacle, like, hey, you want to play a samurai game that's been made, and it just, it, it feels good. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal, I feel, is, like, one of those things that, Doom is always a video game as video game. Like, by design. Because it's, yeah, because it's so iconic. That being said, um... I have mixed feelings on it. I'm so well, it's, it's not like, as it's not as good as Doom 2016. Yeah, that's gotta say. Like, not. I think yeah. it's it is less video game ass video game than Doom 2016 well, is. There, there's weird yeah. choices that were yeah. made in sort of that makes the combat it I don't know obsolete. Some of the forms of combat. It's yeah. just there are weird choices made in Doom Eternal that. Just make it less good. But that's a very high bar because Doom 2016 is a hell of a game. Just an yeah. amazingly good game. And so it's almost kind of unfair to compare it, but it it has to be. What? It's, it's just not as good. There's weird balancing issues. It's, it's yeah, it's some of the choices made with how the combat works now is just, like, not necessarily good choices. The the set pieces aren't quite as good in Doom Eternal as they no, were no, in Doom Eternal. No, no, what I was gonna say is I think like part of what made Doom 2016 so cool was it came out of nowhere and was like it was this return to that style of FPSs. The entire time I played Eternal, I guess, my reaction was and this is unfair to say, but like that game had this like weird vibe the entire time of going like Remember much you love Doom 2016? I'm like, yeah, I did love that game. That game is great. Stop reminding me how much better that game is than this game. That's a weird thing yeah. to say, but like, well, it's it like, suffers I from feel being like, a sequel. I like, for instance, I feel like the focus on cinematic kills, like requirement now, are even more required than before. Yeah. Multiple types of cinematic kills just kind of breaks up the gameplay. I don't know in necessarily a good way, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think there are questionable choices made in Doom Eternal that make it less good. This is so, gonna be a strange um, sentence. I think they put too much video game in that game, if that makes any sense. Like, oh, there's too many different mechanics. Yeah, now. like the flamethrower thing they add. I'm like, at first I'm like, yeah. okay, this is kind of cool, and then I grew to hate how integral it is to the gameplay, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't that's like what I'm this. Is it? Yeah, the cinematic kills. That's a part of the cinematic yeah. kills system, and yeah, it's just 
I feel like makes the game less yeah punchy. No, and I th- the game picked up a weird emphasis on the platforming aspects that I think like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the fact that arenas now had more of a platforming aspect to them I thought was kind of a weird thing where it's like okay. Like, I was planning routes in my brain. I did not enjoy that. I'm like, okay, it's, I'm going to go here, I'm going to jeep across here, I'm going to go here, and I'm like, this isn't what I want this game to be. I want to get in the arena and go, okay, shotgun time. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like we're actually maybe okay cutting it, because, like, it's too video game to be a video game as video game. It's It went so much into the too video game, it's made it less good of a game. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's kind yeah. of where we're all at. Yeah, no, I, I, I am in agreement on that. Yeah. Carrion. That's, Carrion I feel like, is, for me, almost yeah, I, already wins the category. Yeah, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of sitting here being like, I think Carrion wins this one. Like, there's no way in hell in my mind anything on this list is more of a video game-ass video game than Carrion is. Like, because that is a game that, like, could you tell that game's story in a movie? Yeah, it's called The Thing. Yeah. But you, you get to play as the thing. Yeah, like it is, and it, it and like beyond that, it, it'd be one thing. The mechanics the are thing. so yeah, like, wild. The mechanics are fucking wild. Like no, like I'm, I can't remember the last time I played a game that like just the controls felt a hundred percent natural to what that game was. Does that make sense? Like just yeah. you held it in your hands, like yeah. okay, this is how I play this thing. Like this is like this is obviously how you play this thing. It's like okay, yeah, no, it's exactly how I play this thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I for me it possibly already wins it. I'd like to still talk about the other games, but holy shit, Carrion's fucking good. Yeah, I will. I will put that kind of on our lock of like it's it's going in our top three kind of thing. Like I, I think it's there are nitpicks I can make about Carrion, but like for video game ass video game, it's a video game ass video game. All guys, ultimate knockout. I I'm kind of kind of started getting into this. Um, I. Uh, could I could I shit on this game and be like, yeah, it's just Wipeout TV, the video game? Yes, but also, it's fun and it's joyful and like it was a cultural Easy, moment. It, low, le, you know, low, low requirement to play it. Yeah. That is, is like you don't have to be like super gamer. And here's a here, the whole, as we know, the whole sort of you know, you know, large scale battle arena thing has been popular for a while now. You know, fifty players playing against each other, but this is the one that's the most accessible by far, way yep. more accessible. So I think that's, I mean, and I and because of the way it controls and it is kind of wacky, but I, yeah, I think it's definitely unique. It's interesting. Yeah, and it it's got that video game as video game personality to it. Like, and yeah, it spills over like the Twitter stuff they had going on where it was like, there's no lore mm. to what that game is really. But the fact that I can say yeah. the Twitter was in Canon for that game and the Twitter was just kind of shit posting. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I think the fact that it was a big shit post fest as well, but like, it was like fun. Yeah. It, it's the entire game mm-hmm. has a like tongue in cheekness to it. of like, we know what we made. <laughs> Yeah. That one stays for now. Uh, bullets per minute or BPM? Let's talk about this one. I think the that soundtrack's game's... real cool. I think it maybe should add this to the game that is art list. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Because the game is fucking cool. And it is one of those games where the the mechanic to it is so fucking weird. It's just like, you. this couldn't be in any other medium. Because if, for those that haven't played it, 
you try to do all of everything on the beat. Yeah. You shoot on the beat. You reload on the beat. You dash on the beat. You dodge on the beat. It's it's so wild because of that. And it just works so well. Like when you're in the zone, it's just like boom, 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 click, reload, boom, move, boom. It's just crazy. Yeah, it, as much as I hate the phrase rhythm shooter, it's a rhythm shooter. That's a cool thing in concept. That's what they describe themselves as, is a rhythm shooter, yeah. And it is bizarre, but it's like, when you get into the groove of that game, it feels real fucking good. Like, it's just like, like I said, it's like, shoot, shoot, move, reload, shoot, shoot, dodge, dodge, reload. It's just, it just feels so good. And it's just, it's very satisfying when you actually, like, are are in the midst of a big monster closet, and you just... And you're just completely in the groove of the game. It's just, it, it just. There's nothing else quite like it. Yeah, no, I, 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 for I think me, that's why it belongs on this list. Like, it's the you could not make this <clears throat> thing as anything but a video game. Like, John yeah. Wick is the closest you could come as a movie, I think, and even that, like, isn't the same thing. It's just the mechanic is so completely unique. It is there the again. mechanic. Yeah, like the entire game is the mechanic. Yeah. And the mechanic kind of spills over to other aspects of it, which we'll get to in our next category. Which, <clears throat> I do like the fact also that it has, uh, it's procedurally generated yeah. levels. So there's a lot of replayability, a lot of different characters you can pick from as well. Uh, you know, enough to keep the game quite fresh, I feel like. Yeah. Even the ma- And the main character that you start with, she's pretty fucking good. So it's like it's not like it 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 throws you into the game and it's just like oh I have to earn like the decent characters. Nope, all the characters are good, including the one you start with. So yeah, I, I think the game is kind of been overlooked because it is an indie game and this is the type of game it is like very specific genres and you know like I said the mixture of FPS plus procedurally generated content not necessarily everybody's cup of tea but. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the hell out of that game. It's super good. Yeah, let's move on to our next one. I think, I think that's a strong contender of it. Pro- I feel confident, kind of locking that one in as a like probably belongs on our list. So it's now narrowing it down to a remaining third. That's like a fair assessment, I think, at this point. Uh, for me, uh, I, we don't have I mean, to. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we can hold off. I think it's it's. I guess it's one of those ones where it's like I don't like rhythm shooter. I don't like rhythm games. Period. At, at the end of the day. But even I gotta give points to how like all in, like all in that game is on its mechanic and how well it works. Like, but yeah, let's I'm gonna have to lock it right now. We can move on. Uh, World of Horror, which I've played a bunch of yeah. and talked about. I've checked <clears throat> it out some. I haven't played it, played it, but I did kind of poke at it some. It's a cool game. I'll give you that. Um, explain its video game ass video gameness. I guess is my question because like that's there's just. There's just weird stuff to the game, the way it works, the way the mechanics work. It's just, um, it's it, it, sometimes almost fourth wall, <clears throat> fourth wall breaking ish, sure. but not quite. And some of it, yeah, there's a humor there. I don't know. It's uh, the way it's presented. I think is one of the reasons that I kind of put in there the way it's presented, which I feel like that also puts in the game that is art. Yeah, it's got way- I, I was surprised to make the game this art category. I guess maybe we should add that now again. Like we're doing that. Oh, it thing. is in there. I, it's one of those ones where I think like the design of that game is definitely. I'm not sure like the 
I think the video game is video game is kind of a gameplay style conversation, I guess, and that game is cool, but I'm not sure I'd say like that thing's like it hangs its hat on its gameplay, I guess. Like it's not a driving mechanic. It's got like a pervasive theme through the entire thing. But I'm not sure the Yeah, maybe sure the, the point the point and click thing maybe isn't that unique. Yeah. I mean that's been the thing that's been in games for a while, but yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't put it on there because I think it deserves a discussion. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think it's and it's getting it now. It deserves. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I think the argument of like how pervasive the horror is of that game, like it's everywhere in that game. Like, yeah, short of that game, like making your monitor bleed onto your floor and having a ghost girl come out of it, like it could not be more. This is what we are in some ways. Like, and if that game could find a way to do that, it would. But yeah, I'm not sure kind of from a gameplay perspective that game has anything especially unique. It, 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 it's a good point-and-click adventure, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's totally functional and not frustrating in that category, unlike many of its other peers, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's a video game-ass video game. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. I'll leave it on there for now, though, but I, yeah. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um... I don't feel strongly about this one because I don't think it's the best Yakuza game out there, and I appreciate that this is kind of the Yakuza game that's like, are you a Yakuza fan? Yeah, we made a game specifically for you, but also if you've never played a Yakuza game before, here's a great way to get into this franchise, I guess. Uh, The the turn-based change is kind of cool, the tongue-in-cheekness of the summons is kind of cool. I personally think some stuff has been kind of lost with the new combat system, because Part of what made that game fun for me, at least previously, was the fact it was a brawling system based around beating people to death with like park benches and bicycles that exploded when you threw them at people and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's still a cool game. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I guess it's it's such a break from the series in some ways, but in some ways feel very much in line. I guess the mechanics, but the mechanics, I guess, still aren't so. You yeah, I, it's not doing anything new, I guess, in the kind of ter- in the kind of turn-based action world that I think it kind of hangs. But it's definitely kind of the weirdest turn-based action game I've played in a while, in a very cool way, like the the, the Mister Shakedown's daughter summon thing, which I know is not technically that, but it totally is. Is hilarious and fantastic and weird and yeah, I. It's a great Yakuza game, and I think Yakuza games are inherently in the discussion for video game as video game, but this is not the most Yakuza of the Yakuza franchise, at least in my book. Yeah, I'd agree. You okay crossing that one off, I guess? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So our remainders after our stumble through are Ghost Runner, Ghost of Tsushima, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Bullets Per Minute, and World of Horror. Um... I feel comfortable cutting Ghost of Tsushima, I think, compared to the rest of the stuff on this list. Like, I love that game's gameplay, but it's just not what this category is, the way the other entrants on this list are, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that. Are we okay cutting World of Horror if we kind of circle back and talk about it as part of game that is art? Again, like, I think it's it's a cool Uh, game, but I'm not sure, like, it matches what this category is necessarily about. So, Fall Guys, Bullets Per Minute, Carrion, and Ghost Runner. Um, I'm still kind of like, Carrion is the winner here. Yeah, I I think it's... Looking at this, that that fucking good. Well, like, it's. I think looking at this, my brain thinks it's carrion bullets per minute. All guys, 
which is weird. I kind of feel I, like that too. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I like Ghost Runner, but I think like it's, it's not, it's not um, Titanfall two, which is what I want that game to be anyway. So yeah, I think it's, I think like the fact that it's like, nah, it's not as good as the game I like more, is telling. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Ghost Runner is an, is a really great looking game. It's a cool game, yeah, but like not like just because it's not making the six does not subtract from I, it at all. It made a it's top just, four kind of thing, yeah. Like the, the yeah. we limit ourselves to a top three to kind of make these conversations doable because we got into like the micro placing of a top five, we'd go insane and our voices would die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so for video game ass video game winners in third place, it is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. In second place, it is Bullets Per Minute, and in first place, it is Carrion. Un- like, an unbelievably strong category this year. Like our yeah, yeah, it's a good year for video game ass video games. Yeah, I agree. Moving on from that though, we have game that is art, and our entries are Carrion, Ghost of Tsushima, Destiny Two Beyond Light, World of Horror, The Last of Us Part Two, Super Hot, Mind Control, Delete, Spelunky Two. Hades, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Bullets Per Minute. Um, any obvious ones we think kind of should get cut right off the bat, or nah? I hate to say it, man, but Destiny 2. I'm kind of with you on that one. That like, I, I love Europa, but I'm with you on that one, I think. Like, the stasis I don't powers know if look you, cool. that's game that is art, necessarily. No, yeah, I, um, I, I, there's an argument to be made there, but I think compared to their entries, it's not. Um, yeah, when you compare it to this stuff here... Nah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we're kind of doing the kind of broad slicing round. Last of Us Part 2? It's a yeah, really good-looking yeah, game that like is really well motion-captured and stuff I, I, like that. But I, I feel like when we call, say, game that is art, it's not just the way it looks. Yeah, it's not just craft. It's kind of, it's got a pervasive design style to it. Which yeah. I think there's a certain amount of, but I'm not sure if it's there. Yeah. Yeah, my measure of this category is always me going style when I talk about them, and I, I, I'm not trying to say Last of Us Two has that necessarily. Um, yeah. I so I added this, but I think we could remove it now when we compare it to the rest. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake game that is art. It's a good looking game. No, yeah, it is. Yeah. But again, if we're gonna cut out Last of Us, yeah, 2, I, yeah, it's it's got a good. It's not as reasons. good looking as Last of Us Two is, but for sure. Um, yeah. Super yeah. hot mind control delete I think can go because it has the fault of on one hand it's just more super hot which is awesome but also it's just more super hot which like we've that game has already gotten its dues in kind of the art category it still looks badass in implementation. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure if I would necessarily put Spelunky 2 here okay. either. I- I'm fine with cutting that one. I kind of put that one on there though because it's a beloved design game for lots of people, but I'm happy yeah, about that Yeah, I'm one. not sure if it... When I say a game is art, it's just like... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that it's one. It's a whole package. It's some real I good pixel know, art, I guess. Oh, it, I mean, beautiful pixel yeah. art and good gameplay, but it's just like, as far as overarching storyline and yeah. sort of everything has to be there for me, kind of. So after our kind of hack and slash round, we have Carrion, Ghost of Tsushima, World of Horror, Hades, and Bullets Per Minute still on the list. Um, I am personally leaning towards Hades. Yeah, I, I think I, I think we I think it's time to walk through them though. I guess let's start with carrying. Yeah, let's walk the through list. them. Yes. Um, 
I think Carrion has a grossness to that game. That's the best word for it I can think of. That's just I think immaculate. There's, there's a whole package there. Yeah. That's just really good. I mean, the story is visceral. The you know what story there is that it tells through the gameplay itself is visceral. Yeah. And unique. The game mechanic is absolutely unique. The way the game is just the mood, the feel all around. It's a The fact that in a pixel art game a murderous flesh blob moves as well and like as flesh blobbly as that thing does in that game. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is gross for a pixel art game. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you want to shower after playing that game for the right reason. You're like, ah, I just played a giant flesh monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, little details like the ripping people in half and the eating them, I think, are kind of appropriately like yeah. ridiculous and stuff. Um, I, yeah, like, that, that game is fantastically gross. And it's pixel art, and I think it's one of like it. It is one of those pixel art games. I look at it and forget it's a pixel art game with some frequency. It's because it's like, yes, this is what this game should look like. It would like as a photorealistic game, that game would be too much, and as like something else, it would be too cartoony. But like that cribbing, the eighties kind of and early nineties Nintendo style, like really bright color ridiculousness, I think works really well for that game not being just wrong. Hmm. And the fact it keeps a fantastic frame rate through the entire game is an impressive feat unto itself. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. If this game does not hang in any other category, I think it has to hang out here at least. Like I'm not sure it wins it necessarily, yeah. but like, it's a work of art. That game is a f- yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah, maybe it's It'd not be the hard best. to argue that it isn't. Yeah, like it's the where Last of Us Two may be the best looking game of the year. Ghost of Tsushima is an unbelievably strong second that like has a better design aesthetic across the entire game. Like the the wind blowing to guide you to locations alone from an artistic standpoint puts it on a tier that I think nothing else gets to. Like I the, the Kurosawa stuff it's cribbing, the kind of like homages it throws in there, the like dedication it has to those aspects of that Japanese cinema style stuff I think are real cool. Just like Authentic feels like a disingenuous word, but I think like just the, the samurai vibe that bleeds through all of that game's design aesthetics, like I think are there. I think like the combat it's one of the few examples I can give where the combat is unbelievably beautiful to witness kind of thing. And not in a video game ass video game way, but in kind of that like highly stylized, like cinematic. Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's a playable cinematic, I guess, a lot of times. Yeah. And like that game at its best is when you're playing a cinematic, and I think it's just stunning as a result of that. Like the, the there are jaw dropping moments of beauty in that game when you look at stuff. Yeah, it it gives me like it gives me a like Metal Gear Solid vibe almost before they fucked it up, where it's just like it's very artistic yeah. in a sense of like it feels very cinematic when you play it. When it, you guys were it, it feels realistic still, but like it's like no, this tree is like impossibly yellow and you're like I appreciate this divergence from reality like it makes the scene so much more striking yeah. like I, I I always go back to there is a fight in that game where you are doing kind of a one on one duel with someone a samurai duel in a I think it's a field of like white lilies or something like that and if that had, if that was the only thing that game was I've still been happy like it's such a like unbelievably cool moment you're like man this is like everything about this is so brutal and so beautiful and like 
blood's flying off you as you kind of get hack and slash at each other, and you're dodging, and you're just like wading through these flowers. Like there's, there's a bunch of really like, again cinematic moments where just it's like, oh, this game is a better fighting game than a fighting game. World of Horror. It's yeah. For that, the art and design is just that's probably the most prominent feature of that game. The horrific sort of combination. It's very draws on very Junji Ito, especially I'd say more than practically anything, but also on just Japanese horror in general. Well, I think that's interesting like, that <laughs> that this is from a Polish developer. Well, I mean, that's the coolest part for me, I guess. We're like, it's it's a fan of manga horror emulates what kind of like makes that style its own thing so well like it's you could say it's like oh it's kind of like it's whatever looking but it's like no it's it's very intentionally going for something it definitely gives me the vibes of like some of those like horror comics you see yeah. with like the one with the people tur- walking into the mountain yeah and that's what's it's cribbing that guy's style specifically yeah like that's yeah, yeah. that's what i was saying junji ito yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, that style, which I think, like, and for a comic itself, is really fucking creepy. Yeah. But I think to kind of bring it into a video game is a really good, like, it, it, it transitioned well. And I think also the fact that you mentioned it's a Polish developer that did it and, so, and did a good job capturing it without making it campy. Because, like, you have, like, for, for example, like, if you have the U.S. do, like, a samurai game or something like that, like, for example, like it, 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 it probably doesn't feel as good as it would be, is it? Unless Ghost of Tsushima was made Ghost in the U.S. Just saying. Yeah, it was. I know, I know, yeah. I know. But like, but like, let's say, like, I guess it's, the way I'm trying to phrase it. No, I, I, I it, it doesn't. It, it, it pays homage in a respectful well, I, I way. I think it's like the and it's not a copy. Well, it's, it's also not just yeah. a straight copy either. Or just trying to, yeah. you know, kind of in an empty, shallow way, just copy its source. You know. Yes, there's also a lot of Cthulhu in here. Yeah. Very, like, some of it outright Cthulian, where they had to kind of change the name so it wouldn't just get copyright issues. Some of the names of things. Yeah, the game is just has a feel to it. The all-around feels like this is artfully crafted. Every yeah. single piece of this, everything you do in the game is just like, there's an overwhelming sense of horror and just sort of despair and doom that is absolutely amazing and yeah it comes through in the 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 mechanics and the art so well so yeah and it, it's a word i hate saying but like it's got an authenticity to it i think like it's that, it arrives there honestly i think and that's like what makes it stand out so much yeah i think that's the word i was looking for is that it has that authenticity to it and appreciate with, with being respectful to the origin yeah. material or the origin like inspiration if you will yeah yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. Thank you for for that one. Hades, Hell, Hades is just fucking amazing. It's a real good looking super giant game. Yeah, it's like case closed. Yeah, all around well voice acted. The art style itself is fantastic, as super giant games tend to be. They just have a great team of artists there. It's it plays well. It. Has a cool, uh, yeah. It's just they've put a they've taken you know what can be a kind of somewhat, I'd say somewhat shallow genre of the you know procedurally generated levels, and made it sharper 
and just gave it a kind of a cool surrounding storyline to it, a reason why you're doing these things. Yeah. As well as a reason to keep coming back to the game. So, yeah, it's a work of art. I think it's hard to say that it's yeah, not. Yeah, and that's the problem, I think. It's one of those ones where, like, it's... This is not like a really weird conversation, but I think, like, it it suffers from the fact that it's a super giant game, and we just kind of expect super giant games to be jaw-on-the-ground, breathtaking to look at, because they are. Like, that's just what they do at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's not wrong to expect that from a studio that kind of conceptually does that, but, like, that undersells just how kind of cool some of the design for this game is. And in practice, it runs really well. Like, it's, you could make the argument, oh, it's another third-person isometric action game from Supergiant, but also it's me saying there being like, if that's all Supergiant ever wants to make ever, I'm okay with that. Yeah. They make some real good yeah. third-person isometric action games. It definitely hangs. They look real good. Uh, bullets per minute. We kind of touched on kind of the music works, the mechanics. Um, I think the soundtrack for this game is fucking fantastic. It's I, really good. Yeah, and I, 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 this is not me knocking them. I, I think the visuals are a little generic. I guess like they're cool, but like yeah, I think there's there's a bit to the levels themselves. Yeah. That, are, that feel generic, and that it suffers somewhat from being a procedurally generated game because yeah. of that. They, they so the creatures are cool. The levels themselves are just they're good enough. Like as far as the room, each room is good enough, but not amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's weird for me to say that because it's the I, I love games that kind of crib that death metal, heavy metal kind of art style, and that's what that game is doing in spades. But also, it's like oh man, compared to some of these other things on this list, like. If it was, like, for most heavy metal-ass game of the year, I'd be like, fucking yeah, BPMs, duh. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, like, it's weird to be like, yeah, it's it's short-failing. It's, like, the music and the implementation of the music is this amazing, awesome artistic choice they made that's slightly held down by a design aesthetic I'm normally super into. But Well, the thing is, the, the kind of, the rooms themselves, I think they would have benefited from, say, some awesome, like, you know, gargoyle yeah. architecture, you know, stone, and it's just, the rooms themselves aren't interesting to look at. The no, creatures I, I are well-designed, but the rooms themselves are not. When I was playing it, I ran to this kind of weird thought process where, like, I wanted a curated story mode and also the endless running mode that was procedure-generated, I guess. Like, I kind of wanted to have, like, a, no, no, here's our tight, four-hour, super-directed thing but also now you can just play this album over and over. And by play, we mean do indeed play as you play this fantastic game. And I think, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. The procedure-generated aspect of the game, I think, is where it stumbles a little bit because to make that work, there's a slight genericness to it, which in most other years would be like, fine, fine, whatever. The game still looks cool as hell, but like compared to other stuff on this list, I think it runs into some problems. Yeah. But we got a whittle, so our remainers after this round are Carrion, Ghost of Tsushima, World of Horror, Hades, and Bullets Per Minute. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of think compared to the other contenders on this list, maybe Carrion doesn't hang out anymore, actually. Like, I love how Carrion looks, but I think this from a kind of game that is art angle, it's not as strong as our remaining contenders. <sighs> It's tough. Yeah. Sell me on it. 
<laughs> on on why it's not as good looking, I guess, or because like I really like Carrion's art style, yeah, and the like the aspect of it, like it looks good. I will say, sure, I, I um, and as an experience, I, I feel like it's an artful experience because it's such a unique experience. Yes, and I guess like, and yeah. this is not me knocking it, but let me, I, let, I guess, let me. Use an argument we've made several times on the podcast, but when talking about games, it is just pixel art. It's an unbelievably cool pixel art game, but I think kind of like to make a really weird comparison, the other pixel art game on our list is World of Horror, technically. And Mm -hmm. if you're kind of comparing two that did something elevating with pixel art, it's World of Horror. I'm not saying you can't have a list with two pixel art games, but like. In this sense, kind of getting down to kind of a kind of a, a tight race. I love Karen. I really do, and we should talk about it kind of in the game of the year setting. I think as well. Yeah, uh, but I think like from a art standpoint, it's a hell of a game. I think the fact we're angsting this hard over it, I don't think it brings quite as much art to the table. Like it's as say Hades, as say Hades, or Ghost of Tsushima, or World of Horror, or Bullets Per Minute. Yeah, like, I think it's yeah. It, in my mind, it's Bolts Per Minute versus Carrion, and I think, like, what Bolts Per Minute is doing edges it out slightly over Carrion, just because it's like, again, you could make Carrion with any graphic style, I think, technically, and the game would potentially still be badass and cool. Mm-hmm. Bolts Per Minute is art. Like, it's it, it hangs itself on this kind of crazy rhythm game. Like, we talked about this video game as video games. It's interwoven into what that game is, the design decision of it's a rhythm game. It has to have this big, like, pounding soundtrack to it. And I, it is one of the few video game soundtracks I genuinely like a lot. Like, it's it is something I listen to because I think it's cool, and I don't think most video game soundtracks are cool. Yeah. We don't have to make that call yet. I think we're kind of like we're seeding the conversations. Um, this is a, this is a hard one. one. Yeah, I, I yeah, think it's... we have some ex- excellent contenders because all of these, they're well. The crazy thing is they're all so very different. I mean, it just kind of goes to show that art. You know, talking about what art is yeah. is a nebulous concept, but it's like, but you can argue why something is artistic, and they don't have to be even remotely similar. And what we're looking at is games that are so completely different from each other like in a lot of ways it's just yeah it's this is a tough call because it's not like we can really compare terribly similar games but i guess that's kind of what's happened with all of our everything so far is like a lot of it's been a lot of variety that's one of the nice things about video games as a medium there's a lot of variety suggest an unbelievably unpopular opinion that i don't even totally support but i think like (laughs) in this conversation we have to bring it up is it hot take time? I think it's hot take time. Like, <laughs> All right. This might be the most controversial hot take of this podcast. Do we cut Hades because it's just another super giant game? I hmm. Yeah, hence hence the I don't uh, totally really, support but it, this. But it is but it is kind of a step beyond the last ones. I mean, every single super giant game has been like we're doing a little more and a little different yes, this time. Yes. I'm not trying to detract from that, and I think, like, again, like, in a vacuum of a normaler game that is art category, it'd be Hades hands down, but, like, now that we're trying to fumble for faults, I guess, like, Supergiant has a style, I love their style, like, does this game look dramatically different from, like, Bastion and Transistor? Yes, absolutely. 
but compared to the last game, Pyre, there's some visual similarities, I guess, but at the same time, like, I normally wouldn't fault the studio for having a style. Like, that's the weirdness. Like, hence the, like, I don't totally support this. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate on this one. See, normally I would say yes, but the thing is, though, like, Hades is definitely, I guess, its own thing compared to the yeah. previous games. It's not like Assassin's Creed releases a new Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh, yeah, no, I- and it's like, yeah, sure, it looks great than the previous one, but at the end of the day, it's still an Assassin's Creed. Hades stands on its own. Yeah. So, God. Well, the, the, the battle system does have a lot of similarities with the other with the other games. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it, I'd say I'd say for this one, probably the mechanic of the game, the mechanics of the game, are not terribly unique, and don't lend themselves to the sort of overall art experience, yeah, like I, the artistic experience. I feel like okay, I, I can be sold. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, it's an unbelievably weird cut because again, it's a, I like looking at this game's art a lot. Uh, but yeah, like if the ideas of this category is a game that like the art is interwoven into the game, I, I think Henry's absolutely right. Like it's it plays like a super giant game, which is not a bad thing because super giant games play great. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not really unique mechanics yeah. at all. It's well okay. well polished mechanics, absolutely. No, very it, very polished mechanics, but nothing unique here. Yeah, I think it's like bullets permanent hangs on here because, like, yes, we can po- we can poke fun at its kind of artistic style, whatever. It's the fact that the entire game is hinged on an artistic choice that gives it some strength, I guess. Like, are, are yeah. we about to cut Hades? Like, it sounds like we're maybe drifting into that category. Like, yeah, I kind of think, think so. Maybe it's italicized it, so we're not totally cutting it yet. But like, we've flagged it as a weaker of the herd. Yeah. Yeah, is, so I feel like do. for me, like the game that is art is just it's a holistic thing. Oh, in, in a in a list of truly subjective categories, game that is art is our arguably most subjective. Yeah, because art is art, and yeah, I, I hate that I'm gonna say this, but I think using the art is art category argument, I gotta go back to Carrion. Like I can't, I I love looking at Carrion. It's gross, but like. When I look at that game compared to the other stuff on this list, I'm not going, fuck yeah, this is art. Like, it's not trying to detract from the coolness of it, but, like, there's not as many menus as maybe I want that game to have that show off kind of the pervasiveness of the style. Like, I, we're so splitting hairs at this point, too. Yeah, really to get are, down well, to the three, there again, a great yeah. year of games. We have to do that, though, because, like, unfortunately... The- we have such a good stockpile of yeah. games on this list. Like we have to literally start splitting hairs and finding the littlest things to kind of filter it out at this point. But yeah, I feel like the maybe the art style on Carrion doesn't stand out as much. You know, I think this is it definitely deserved video game ass video game. Yeah, but I because of the mechanics. But I feel like the art is it, it expresses what it's doing. But it, I don't know. It's this is a hard call. Yeah, I think it's like. It's in contention with Ghost of Tsushima, World of Horror, and Bullets Per Minute. And I think, like, ranking those three is going to be its own kind of beautiful nightmare. But I think, like, going back to my argument about the pixel art thing, like, it's not the best example of a cool thing you can do with pixel art on this list. Like, I think it's... And that feels so weird to six. I like Carrion a lot. I think the visuals yeah. are really cool. Like, the visuals were what got me into this game in the first place. Like, I'm like... And then the gameplay was awesome to go with it. But I think, like... Oh God. Okay. So here here's gonna be my hot take time. 
Um, I would say I would consider cutting World of Horror from here. And here, here's my reason why on this. Bullets per minute. Not only does the art style go well, but mechanically the art affects the gameplay. Such as where you have like the music aspect of it where you've got to play with it. So it all becomes a whole package deal. Yeah. Like World of Horror, yes, it does pay really good homage to those like horror comics. But at the end of the day, it's a story like game. Where you just kind of do text box responses. Yeah, it's a point and click. It's a it. point and click adventure, story driven yeah. point and click adventure, and I get where yeah, you're coming uh, from. Yeah, and I think the mechanic yeah. doesn't necessarily mesh as fluidly with the game overall as being a work of art. Yeah. That being said, there's nothing wrong with World of Heart. It is a great looking yeah. game. Like it's really nice, and again, it does really good to be respectful to like the. Like style of those, the, the I think now that we're kind of in the in the hair splitting category, we could also argue because it's cribbing someone else's style, though too. That's like the yeah. smallest of knocks, technically. It is, yeah, but I think it does a really good job. Of oh, it. Yeah, no, I, I think it, it does. I think it's more respect. that I think it's more that the mechanic of the game isn't necessarily tied in with the overall art feel of the yeah. game. Whereas I feel like, well, I mean, of these games, if we're talking about like mechanic and the whole experience tied in together is like bullets per minute might be the strongest of that where the the mechanic and the experience itself is so tied together it's yeah i i don't know as far as a, being a complete unit that's a very i feel like that's very strong i feel like that's where maybe whole world of horror is not as strong sure i, I will um, it sounds like we might are, are leaning towards kind of maybe putting that thing on watch. We're not cutting it just yet, but I think it's like we got to get this list down somehow. Yeah. All right. So let's kind of. So our contenders right now are Carrion, Ghost of Tsushima, and Bullets Per Minute. Are we happy with the kind of fighting it out for who's top in that category? I guess like, I, I think I'm pretty happy at that point. Like it's it's um, weird at that point too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. so. It's really hard for yeah. me, especially because of how much I like world. No, world and of that's War. that's always the problem with this conversation. It becomes a kill your babies topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, I'll I'll make the case for making bullets per minute number one in this aspect, only because again, when we're talking about art, like obviously everything is subjected to it, but the fact that the art, in terms of like the music and everything has a, such an adverse effect with gameplay, I think gives it a big bonus. Like, the the whole idea of syncing everything up to the beats of everything is just... It's such an interesting mechanic for something like a, like a rogue shooter like this that it I, I think it would bump it well, up to I, more because I, the, it, it makes art part of the game. Well, I, I think, though, at yes. the same time, we have to acknowledge the fact that the, the visuals of that game do not match the music and kind of the gameplay of that game as much as we want them to. They're not bad, but like if we're looking we're down to complete package category kind of thing, and at least kind of like looking at this list based on kind of my perspective, it's Ghost of Tsushima, Bolts Per Minute, Carrion. Like, I, and that's not knocking any of those, uh, but I think it's one of those ones where kind of like Carrion struggled to get into the top three a little bit, and I think like it comes down to Ghost of Tsushima versus Bullets Per Minute, and Ghost of Tsushima did not do well in video game as video game because it just it's 
not as kind of video game as video game as bullets per minute is, but I also think that like from a again, we're going to the night of a complete package. Like the mu the, the music and the sound design of Ghost of Tsushima is amazing. The visual stuff is amazing. The cinematic quality of that game is amazing. It's kind of homages to other stuff is amazing. Like the knocks you can throw at that game are it's an open world adventure game kind of thing. Bullets per minute, it's like it's got this really cool hook, but that's all it's got. But, kind but of. also, all right, but you kind of said the similar. Yeah. Th- all right, some things that you said about world of world of horror also applies to Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, where it is cribbing off of other stuff, like pretty heavily. It's like Kurosawa movies. Yeah, very heavily. It's Kurosawa. That's a Kurosawa movies. button, after all. Yeah, like it's yeah. So uh, I don't know. That's that to me is sort of like if you if we're gonna say that about World of Horror, we can absolutely also say that about no. I, I think it's a fair criticism there too. I, I yeah. argue that like it's a mode technically, but yes, the game does draw inspiration, so it's a fair criticism. It's weird going up against a game that I like intellectually. I like the art style of, but compared to other stuff on this list, I'm like it could be better. Because in theory, I should love Bullet Permit's art style, and I do, but it's also like, eh, it's heavy metal. It's painkiller. I guess for me, the main thing for Bullet Permit is just the fact that the music is so intensely tied in with the with the gameplay. Yeah. And, yeah, while the architecture, even if, if you pause it and look at it, it's not bad, honestly. Like, I, I guess I remember it being more a little more generic than it is, but I think... The only reason I feel like it's generic is because I've seen other games with similar kind of motifs yeah. in the backgrounds. But the creatures in the game are real fucking cool. Like, all, all everything you battle is pretty... stands out pretty well. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I think the architecture is cool and gothic. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult to say. I feel like... I don't know. I really feel like Bolts per minute is an incredible full package of a game. Well, if we want to take the collective stance of that game's art is so kind of like parasite chestburster interwoven into what that game is, that like that game wouldn't exist without the artistic decision. If that's our stance, I think it wins. I think and it sounds like we're drifting in that direction slowly. Yeah, I, I think bullets per minute is definitely number All right. one. So are we comfortable with kind of Ghost of Tsushima game number two, or do we or do we think Carrion's number two? Yeah, I think I'm good with uh, Ghost of Tsushima All number right. two. Yeah, I think so too. It's still a very cinematic yeah. game, and it really plays on the cinematic aspect. There it is. It makes its way into the mechanics, like the wind mechanic. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. That is a very, I think, very stylistic choice, very... Mood-inducing choice. Yeah. It's just, yeah. There's and and that's not the only mechanic. I'm just kind of pointing out that one in particular. That's just like that's uh, it, it's that's it stands really out cool. in its own crazy way. Yeah, it, it's such an iconic thing for that game. Yeah, it's you can't imagine that game without it. All right, so game that is art. Carrion coming in third. Ghost of Tsushima coming in second, and Bullets Per Minute takes the category. Well fought category nominees. Yeah, again, like just because a game did not win a category does not mean it's a bad game in our book. It just we have to have winners and we have to have losers. Like the fact it made the list unironically 
speaks to it being a hell of a game in our perspective from that aspect. And speaking of hell of a game, on to, I think, <laughs> our favorite category for like all the wrong reasons. <laughs> we present worst slash most disappointing game of 2020. Uh, for those not familiar, we just... Uh, rather than ha- Games are totally subjective. It's almost impossible to kind of have a completely biased-free conversation just based on kind of who you are and what you like and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's what makes games cool. Obviously, some stuff just straight-up sucks, but like it, it kind of comes down to it. Hence why we have both worst and most disappointing, because a game can be okay still, or a good game, but if it doesn't live up to the hype you either it made for itself or was around it and stuff like that, it falls on its face at that point, too. Like it, It's possible that a game is fine, but it hurts you specifically still. And now we're truly into yeah. the us as people, how we felt about these games categories. And our nominees are Warcraft 3 Reforged, Doom Eternal, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Cyberpunk 2077, Resident Evil 3 Remake, and Fantasy Star Online 2. I think an early cut we can make is Fantasy Star Online 2. I was just kind of pissed off with how bad the initial the launch kind of, was. of that game was. The initial yeah. launch. Yeah. But that was, I mean, though I do credit them with solving those problems pretty quickly. Yeah. No, and I think that the fact that we're not talking about it still, I think, is why it gets cut. Like, it's... Uh, my, my thought process was no more complicated than how the fuck did the second launch of a nine-year-old game go this badly, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... I wouldn't call it... It's not like it's an ongoing shit show. Yeah. And I'm not getting, like, a worse game out of it at this point. It's like, no, it's Fancy Star Online 2. It's what I wanted. Like, it's... It was totally playable at the time. It was just the most, like... Did no one test this? Like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, there were weird things in the, you know, the first week. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a... It was a botched release. But the game itself is fine. It's not like it's just been... It's not Fallout 76, where it's just a continued just shit show of just epic proportions, and now it's just the game. Yeah. It's just Fantasy Star Online 2. Oh, yeah, and, that, that's, and that's why it gets cut off first. Um, Resident Evil 3 Remake, I think, like, it's fine. It just wasn't as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake was, and again, yeah. this is a... I have very strong feelings about the original Resident Evil 3 and this game was not as good as the original Resident Evil 3 kind of thing. I'm like, oh man, it's not as good. Sigh. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I would... Alright, so... I, I guess this is a weird one for me. It's like, I would kind of strike Doom, Doom Eternal. It's like... it's We're putting that game up against such a high... I mean... Doom 2016 is just a perfect fucking yeah, game. Yeah, I, I as think far that's... as what it for an FPS and the type of FPS that it is, and Doom Eternal has to compete with that level of quality. It's never going to win against that, but it doesn't mean that it's like super disappointing. Yeah, I don't and, know if if yeah. it's the same level of disappointing as some of the other games we have. Well, on and here. I'd say like the the initial hurt I felt that that game being not Doom 2016 has definitely kind of dissipated over time. There's other stuff on this list that I'm like, what the fuck were you thinking? Did I say Destiny yeah. 2 when you were going through the initial list? I thought I missed I missed it by accident. We did mention it. I don't think Destiny well, 2 Beyond Light is 
bad per yes, se. Yes, this is this is on here because it like it is, in the same way that like Fantasy Star Online's launch pissed me off and Resident Evil Three. I'm like, man, this should have been better. And Doom Eternal, we're like, why isn't this Doom 2016? A set, Destiny is fine if you bought Beyond Light. If you didn't buy Beyond Light, you're in Henry's situation where you got fucked, kind of. Yeah, yeah. and I guess like I. I wasn't super disappointed with it. It was kind of what I expected it to be because we had a lot of news about it before yeah. it got released. I mean, we kind of knew more or less what it was going to be like because Benji was like, hey, here's more and more notes on what we're going to be doing with Beyond Light and the new season in general. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess I wasn't super disappointed with it. I had a partial disappointment with yeah. it. So, that's that's that. It feels like a safe cut. So that leaves us with Warcraft 3 Reforged, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Cyberpunk 2077. Are we down to three already? Yeah. So here, here's my hot take on this one. I don't think Valhalla should be on this list. Well, we have to have a three, and let me explain Valhalla, actually. Okay. It has less to do with Valhalla itself and the fact that I have a computer that I still can't run the game on because the code behind it is so goddamn bad, it doesn't recognize my graphics card. Mm. And that's uh, been a thing, I guess, with all the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, it's yeah a, specifically, their engine is weird. Yeah, the, the laptop I have that I kind of use as my low-end test for video games to kind of see how well they run on lower-end systems will run some ridiculous games. It runs Elite Dangerous, it runs Cyberpunk, like... Everything else on this list that I kind of I run through my kind of weird testing on, like it runs. It's not the best experience ever, but the get that my laptop will run Destiny Two at sixty frames a second HD. Like that's it's a it's a well running laptop for that kind of thing. The Assassin's Creed Valhalla thing was I fired up my laptop, try it will let you install it, and when you try to run it, it goes, oh, we can't find DirectX twelve. I think on this graphics card. It's on there, I have the drivers, it's totally fine, and there's a huge chunk of people that still can't play a game they bought because of this. And it's been going on for a while, I guess. Like It's only on here as Valhalla because I didn't play Assassin, um, not Assassin's Creed, uh, Watch Dogs, so I can't say if that's a problem there too, but based on my research, it's also a problem there. Like, there's an entire... Mm-hmm range of laptop graphics cards from NVIDIA that this game just doesn't work on randomly. And, like, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, and that goes along with, the problem is, it's using the same engine. Both those games, I believe, are using the same engine. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, I think Watch Dogs Legion probably uses the same engine. It's very likely, because it is from the same studio, but it's hard to say. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play either of those games, so I can't really speak strongly on either one, but that's that. I mean, it's an engine issue. There's an engine issue there. That's obvious. I mean, I see it even when I like a you know played Steep, which that's definitely the same engine. Yeah. No, and I think it's one of those ones where again, like our list now is this very kind of like hot ticky list, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla's on here because of the three on here, I experienced the most game breaking bugs in it. It and again, this is kind of like my experience versus other people's experiences. Like if you take my research of all the PC players of Assassin's Creed Valhalla versus, like, Cyberpunk, there's less oscillation of weirdness. Like, the, like there's that one cutscene I mentioned a couple weeks back where, like, one in five people seem to have a game crash, essentially. Like, it's 
and it wasn't like oh it was like it wasn't like oh what whatever it's like no no this is a problem that enough people are having that there are fucking websites being made they're like here's how you fix this bullshit like it's the bugs in that game are some of for like what that it, in theory ubisoft has tuned that engine pretty well by now like hell they got done doing watchdogs a couple months before valhalla came out so like the level like is it in some ways as much of a hype crash helicopter as cyberpunk is no but i absolutely think valhalla deserves to hang on this list not because valhalla is a bad game but because technically it was it's unforgivable how bad that thing is like the fact that you still can't play it on a skiz on an entire group of graphics cards i think might make it worse than cyberpunk in some categories but we're gonna get to that in a couple minutes i think like i Valhalla definitely deserves to be here. It it earns its slot through the weirdest ways possible. I'm not saying it takes the category, but, like, I am prepared to fight for this is bullshit. Like, that game was fucked from day one, and the patches they put out fixed it, but, like, again, there is still a graphics card that cannot play this game at this point in time. And it's not the graphics uh, card fault. And the weird thing is, I think this year, um... And it's a kind of a good thing is there weren't that many truly incredibly disappointing games yeah. because I feel like there is not like I think probably of these probably easily Cyberpunk had the largest hype behind it. I think Valhalla is a close second possibly on that one as far as hype goes. So and I can't think of any other games where it's like. There's this whole lot of excitement to it coming out, and then it's just like, eh, or or just utter disappointment. You know, I'm trying to really think about this. I'm actually pulled up a list again of like the games that came out yeah. this year. It's just like there weren't that many games that came out this year that had such huge sort of expectations and sort of you know things around it to where it's like anything less than just perfection would just be you know utterly devastating to it. And it's it's weird that I prepared to fight for two different entries on our kind of worst, most disappointing, for worst, most disappointing. But, like, if you're asking me to rank Cyberpunk versus Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla's worst. Like, and that's a crazy thing to say, I know, but we'll get to that in a couple minutes, I think. I know I keep um, saying that as well. Like, we want to talk about Warcraft 3 real quick? Sure. God, what a shit game. Where do we even start with this one, Alex? Like, I, it's... Shit game. No, I actually... So, so here, here's my reasoning for wanting to cut Assassin's Creed Valhalla sure. from this list. is because I wanted to put Warcraft 3 twice. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's hear this logic. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for this, potentially. Yeah. Okay. Warcraft 3 Reforged was so fucking awful, it actually has less than the original game had. When it came out, yeah. Not only did they, not only did they overpromise with like new graphics stuff and CGI tra- or better cinematic trailers, they took away more than the original had. They got rid of the online play through the Battle.net stuff. They got rid of all the fun fucking leaderboard stuff. You ended up paying more to get less at the end of the day. And for that alone, I think it deserved a spot twice. Yeah. Like, at least, at like, like, Warcraft 3, like, God, no, there was so much. If we're 
horrible shit about if this. we're going for a game that hurt me the most this year it's warcraft 3 yeah holy crap yeah i like the original yeah. warcraft 3 that's a good game but man they fucked that up so how do you fuck that up so badly when there are uh, I was, it's just... it, it, it was so bad i believe to this date it is still the lowest metacritic score game in the whole fucking game verse, if you will. It is still the worst. Like, yeah, sure. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yes, there are some video cards that won't play it. But you can still play it. Yeah, like, no, st- I... I, I th- there are still people who are enjoying it. It's still a great game. I love the fact that we were having, like, a dark horse in my mind moment of, like, Alex, you're making a compelling argument for Warcraft 3 Reforged actually Warcraft winning this category. Reforged was oh yeah! Yeah. Oh my God! Such a terrible fucking. You game. are making Just an argument for this game terrible. beating out Cyberpunk for worst slash most disappointing because it, it is both the worst and most disappointing in our perspective. It's, 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 it's like it's not like where is the with like saying Doom Eternal? Uh, it's less. It's not as good as yeah. the original, but damn, that's a high bar. Same thing for Resident Evil Three. It's like that even to the compared to the Resident Evil Two remake is like. That's a high fucking bar because yeah. the Resident Evil 2 remakes real fucking good. But like, like Warcraft 3 Reforged is in all not only dis- it's possibly the worst it's easily the worst game of the year. You easily could just the worst put out shitty- Warcraft 3 as it existed previously for like 20 bucks and people might have been cool with that, I think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. People would have been cool with it. That's the problem. It's like people would have been like, "That's perfect. That's all we wanted was a was an upscaled version of Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. You don't have to add any extra fluff. You don't have to do anything special to it. Yeah, sure, you gave us an extra mount item in World of Warcraft as a result of pre-ordering it. Fine, not a problem. This game had less features than the fucking original when yeah, it came no, out. Yeah, now that we're into this, when you're absolutely right, like. If they had just, like, for me at least, if they had just put out a version of Warcraft 3 that fixed some of the screen-tearing issues, like, exact same graphics, as long as it just ran perfectly, I'd be like, well done, Blizzard, but you're absolutely right. Like, the fact they managed to make a worse game is somehow baffling. Yeah. You know why people like the new Command & Conquer Red Alert releases? The, the upscale ones? Because they kept it true to the original and they didn't fuck shit up. They didn't remove things yeah. from you. Warcraft Three removed things from the game. It looks. It doesn't even look good. Price. It doesn't even look good as a game. No, it looks yeah, kind of like shit. I, I would argue the old version looks better somehow. And the old one looks like yeah. shit. Yeah, the cinematics for the old one are better than the ones for the new one. Yeah. I go that far, but at least they've aged. Like you're like, oh, this is an old ass game. They should look like no. this. No, there are parts where they have like the 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 dialogue cinematics. Like for example, when they do the uh, the culling yeah. of Strathholm, it looks better in the that, original. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one of those ones where they they, they don't look the old ones don't look good now. We're like, okay, yeah, that's what they made at the time. The fact they remade something that's worse, it's like, how the fuck did you do this? This game has flat yeah. faces. Yeah. No, this this game is the equivalent of having. What's her face? Take the football from you before you kick it. I love the fact that we're we might actually have a number one for this category, and we still haven't talked about no. Cyberpunk. He, he, yeah, here's the thing. I you know what? okay. 
Warcraft Three is number one on this list. We've all—it's already stamped. Yeah, I, I won't accept no, any I, I other fucking so response. I'm so with you on this one because, like, I really like Cyberpunk, and I'm going to defend it a little bit. But yeah, I got like, the, the yeah, fact that it's both that, worst that, and most disappointing. Like, that's the clincher. Yeah, and here's the thing: Cyberpunk has a fuck ton of yeah. problems, but I'm still seeing people online say, "Hey, when it does work, it's a great yeah, game." No, I, I no. Said Warcraft Three was still a great game despite all its faults. No, it was awful across the fucking board. garbage. No, you're absolutely right. Fucking yeah, like garbage it's... that's been set on fire twice. The fact that we fucking can have a terrible. game worse than Cyberpunk. The fact that we're this angry about a game that came out in what, like January pre-COVID outbreak? We're like, yeah, fuck that re-release. Still, yeah, terrible fucking so... game. Just so fucking bad. Yeah, I. It deserves one, first, second, and, it practically deserves first, second, and third because it's, no, yeah, they're, they're, you're absolutely right. Like if we were going to do that, it would be a lock for all three. You're absolutely right. I, I think the list that I even need to talk about it now is like Warcraft Three, Reforged, Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed. Like, are we cool with that list? Like, have we had the first agreement of this ranking ever? Yeah. It mainly yeah, because this I one, so. I mean, you know, we had the hype behind it, but it's just like, it's not like, oh, it's less good than Warcraft 3, I'm disappointed. No, it's, this is literally one of the worst games I've ever fucking played. Uh, yeah, wow, I, I I came prepared to like be like, I don't think Cyberpunk's the worst thing on this list, and Alex made my arguments for me, holy shit, like, that's how much yeah. Warcraft 3 sucks. God, I mean... I, it gets both the worst and most disappointing. Yeah, I mean, again, it, like, it covers it, both. Yeah, I, like I said, again, well it should be <laughs> it should be one and two on this fucking list. Yeah, this is the Evolve situation all over again. Where going into that year that Evolve came out, I thought Evolve had already won the previous year. Yeah, it's it's the moment of like, didn't Evolve already win this shit last year? Evolve came out this year. Whoops, Jesus. Yeah, I. We have to talk about cyberpunk. Like it's only going to get second, but we still have to talk about cyberpunk. Like this is yeah. so weird for me. Where I'm like, oh, we're going to spend so much time shitting on cyberpunk, but no, Alex is a hundred percent correct. Like there's an obvious like first, second, and third on this list, and it's Warcraft three. I would even say, yeah, first and second is fucking Warcraft three reforged, and then you can tie cyberpunk and Valhalla in third. Yeah, place. I, it's it. Like, like, Warcraft 3 was so bad, it deserves the top two rankings for the worst slash most disappointing. Uh, yeah, yeah I, it's... Like, he almost wanted to make a one-winner category this year, based on all the arguments. Yeah, it's it's worst most disappointing. Warcraft yeah. 3. Warcraft 3. Yeah, Warcraft 3. What's else on the list? Warcraft 3, Reforged. Like, yeah, no, that's all of it. Yeah, wow. I... That game was so fucking bad. Like, I didn't hear one person say... No, it was no, yeah, I, I'm no. realizing that when I said, Everyone like... Everyone talked how bad like, it was. Th- this whole category is the word of the way we word it because like, it's hard to agree on worst slash most disappointing frequently because it's so subjective. But you're right, we have a rare instance of this list of it having a genuinely, like, this is a both bad game and also an unbelievably disappointing game. Like, if it had just come out, we wouldn't be talking about this, but it's like, no, we have literally this game already to compare it against. And you fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. And and here's another argument to make for why Warcraft 3 Reforged is so bad. 
I have not heard one thing about them making any improvements to yeah. make the experience better. Yeah. Valhalla is still being worked on. So is Cyberpunk, yeah. So at some point, they'll work on it. Cyberpunk still has some hope because they're still working on it. Warcraft 3 is dead in the water. Since Cyberpunk has come out, the patch sizes have been ridiculous, but they fixed chunks of that game. Like, it's the support for that game has been commendable. Warcraft 3 has just been kind of like, yeah, it's out there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No. These other two games have redemption arcs available to them. Like, there is a path for redemption arcs. Warcraft 3 has been out for most of the year, and I have not heard or seen anybody talk about that fucking game at all. Oh, yeah, I, as someone who like, has, as someone who's played the most of the other two combatants on this list, like I will say, they're fun games when they're fun. I can't say yeah. that about Warcraft 3. No, I get yes. All right, so, I, so our oh. worst slash most disappointing category is in third place: Assassin's Creed Valhalla for. Really specific reasons. Cyberpunk 2077 in second for the most surprising and well-known reason. We didn't even talk about it. We're going to talk about Game of the Year, I think. And in first, with a commanding lead, arguably the entire category was built for this game this year, Warcraft 3 reforged in first. It's like that's the Usain Bolt of worst slash most disappointing. It doesn't just win; it wins by like a measurable amount of time. Holy shit! But yep, um, yeah, it's. I mean, we didn't even talk about why Cyberpunk twenty seven seven is on here. Obviously, I mean, we've kind of discussed this before, but the release was yeah, just I, it's it's a beta game. Yeah, it's it's practically alpha build. I wouldn't go that far. How, like the the patch stuff that's happened is fixed. Finished it feels. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just uh, congratulations on being beta testers for a game. Oh no, for I a knew. game, I, I think like the the best way of summing it up is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven should be a game. I'm willing to go to the mat for it being game of the year. And part of me still is because when I'm playing that game, I have a lot of fun. I've played a lot of that game since it's come out. But like the amount of like. Yeah, I, I'm in that. I'm in the um, Mass Effect Andromeda situation again, where I have seen nothing but evidence of that game's failures. I have not experienced a lot of it, though. Like, I've been amazingly lucky, and that's no reason to disqualify something from most disappointing. But yeah, yeah wow. Speaking of should have won Game of the Year, though, it's time for the creme de la creme, the the one you want to win. Game of the Year 2020. Um, you know, before that, I'd just like to mention a few other games I feel like deserve a bit of uh, mentioning because they don't necessarily go here on the list, sure. but I think they're kind of worth talking about. All right, so I don't know if you two... Well, do you want to add anything? to the list? We'll talk about them. They, they'll maybe get cut pretty quickly, but like we can still talk through them, I guess. Like this, it's, um, again, it's I just want to mention one in general because I don't feel like it would win an award necessarily in any of our categories, but I sure. think it's so unique. Uh, did either of you ever hear about or play the game Wraith the Oblivion, the Orpheus device? No. I think I got it's, that in a boggle game once. Um, it is... Alright, so I, I, I was familiar with the kind of where it's based in because it's based out of the World of Darkness tabletop gaming, which includes Vampire. I've played Wraith the Oblivion before as far as being a tabletop RPG, but in any case... This is an audio game. You can play it on a smart speaker or on your phone. You can get it for free, as a matter of fact. And it plays kind of similar to, similarly to sort of a choose-your-own-adventure, but it is entirely audio-based. 
So you can play it on like uh, with Alexa. Again? Wraith the Oblivion, the Orpheus device. Here, I'll let you throw a little. I can find it. But why did you not bring this up during ga- during I guess game this art? This thing is cool looking. I don't know if it's hard to say. Is it such a limited game, and neither of you played it or I, even heard about it? You so should have I've totally checked this bullshit out. This is nifty. It's it's. I think it's interesting because a, it's accessible. That is yeah. like you can play it entirely. It's entirely audio based. So if if you have you know vision issues, you, this is a game for you. Like you, you know, it's it's just unique. I've never heard of another game being entirely audio-based. It reminds me of the old radio dramas that still, you know, people still put out audio dramas, like Doctor Who has still very vibrantly, regularly released audio tapes, or audio series that are I have actually added it to the Game of the Year thing, because it seems cool as hell, and I think it deserves at least its time to shine as a cool as hell-seeming game, but... Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't sure where it would go necessarily. Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, so I, I to feel like it deserves a mention. Well, so let's let's do the nominees, I guess, real quick. We also have a chance to kind of add in some last minute ones I may have, we may have forgotten to kind of get on here. Yeah. So our game of the year nominees for 2020 are Ghost of Tsushima, Half Life, Alex, Cyberpunk 2077, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Fantasy Star Online 2 U.S. release, The Last of Us Part Two. Fall Guys, Spelunky 2, Hades, Among Us, Carrion, Wraith the, Obli- uh, the Oblivion, the Orpheus device. Anything else we forgot? Uh, nothing really comes to mind strongly. I think an obvious early cut, at least for me, is Last of Us 2, just because we have, like, this is our Game of the Year category, and we have some kind of social issues with that game, I think, and we are who we are, and I think that we we talk about games as like as part of a bigger picture. At that point, I think we all have some beef with how much crunch went into that game. Yeah, I think another obvious cut is um, obviously Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I put it on here as a like, despite all of that game's numerous, well cataloged problems, that's still a hell of is an it RPG. a good game? I mean, it's, it's like, like is it a RPG. good game? Yeah, it's like. Is it a well-made storyline? Yeah, I, I, it is my favorite single-player game of the year kind of thing, and I feel bad saying that, but, like, holy shit, is, like, from a fan of that game's tabletop origins to a fan of role-playing games, I am nothing but satisfied. At the same time, I wish it was better, but it's, like, as someone who went in with kind of low expectations but excitement for it, I am, my expectations are met. Like, I wasn't part of that crowd that was, like, building a life around Cyberpunk 2077. For those people, I do truly feel sorry, but I have enjoyed my time with that game just incredibly. It's had some problems, but like, that game from a RPG standpoint is a hell of a game. But yeah, it does not yeah. deserve Game of the Year. Interesting. Yeah. We'll get to our personal kind of listen a little bit where we'll make a reappearance. Um, Spelunky! Monkey Spelunky 2! It's good. It's more of the same and is like where it's expanded and, you know, where it is definitely like a new game and not just like Spelunky Plus Plus. Sure. Is it is, it did add new to it, but I don't feel like it's that different of a game. It's a great game, but it's like, I'm not sure it 
holds weight with, like, say, another game that is also procedurally generated, Hades. Yeah, you can. It, it has the same. It's not. Its biggest boon and biggest criticism are the same. Where it's like it's more spelunky, which is both a great thing, but it's also it's more spelunky. And there's no real strong storyline yeah. around it. Still, you know, unlike say other games that have taken the same, I'd say very similar notes from, or at least uh, at least where it you know, where you'd see the inspiration coming from is like. So, uh, La Moana has an uh, overarching storyline, though it doesn't. Though it doesn't do the uh, procedurally generated thing. It, in many ways, it's very similar. It's sure. very similar games, but I think Splunky Two falls in. It still doesn't have an overarching storyline. Not yeah. really. Not not a very meaningful one. But yeah, yeah. Among Us came out in 2018, but it kind of rose to dominance this year how do we feel about that i guess because i don't i don't know i think it's because it for me it's just because it didn't come out this year yeah i mean i think it would have gone better it was a better contender for ongoing game sure simply because it's it didn't come out this year i i so i really think this stays to be on the list because i mean on its own yeah it's 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 a it's a ride of a game. It's fun and all that, but the fact that it's been so iconic with yeah. terms of like, like what happened with the AOC stream and how it's just blown up and everything. I think that alone keeps it in this category, if not keeps. It in the yeah, top I'm not sure it wins, but I think it hangs on for, for a little while. Year. Yeah, I, I think it's. I yeah. agree with that statement. I guess like it's it's on here for the same reasons Fall Guys is. I think in my mind, where it's just it's such an iconic part of 2020 that needs to hang out at least a little bit past the cutting phase of things i think like it's yeah i don't think it yeah. wins but i think it deserves to hang out for a little while longer at least um mm-hmm. i don't think fantasy star online 2 is on here and i would make the same argument that like yeah it did it didn't really come out this year and it's hard to it's, no, it's, it definitely belongs in over ongoing game it's not but, an iconic game in the same way that among us is yeah i, I agree with yeah. that statement yeah it's still a good game, but yeah, I think it's we're, we're celebrating the fact it finally fucking came out in the Western world, and that's great. But yeah, there's better stuff on this list. Um, is it time to run the list? Or yeah, I think so. We've yeah. we've already done an additional cut. So let's just yeah. All right, so Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I don't know where to start with Ghost of Tsushima. It is the samurai game you always wanted to have exist, and it exists now, and it's fantastic. Like. Well weakest, done. It's yeah. just a total total package as far as like a total package of a game. That's a hell of a game. Yeah, it's a swan song for the PS4, one of my favorite kind of consoles and console generations ever. Uh, it's 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 the high note you want to go out on kind of thing. Like it is the it is Sony's ultimate single player mic drop to date kind of thing. Like in a in a year of unbelievably strong single player games, as we've have made note of this list so far. It is kind of Sony getting out there and being like, we're fucking Sony, bitches. These are the games we make, like Sucker Punch, despite being a studio that I don't like most of their games. I love this game from them kind of thing. Like, I don't like their open worlds, but I couldn't help but fall in love with Ghost of Tsushima's open world because of, like, how just unbelievably cool it is and the kind of level of detail and kind of reverence they gave to what they were cribbing off of and it just shows, like the fact that we had, um, it was the Yakuza, was it, 
did the Yakuza the Tekken guy get out there and go, why the shit didn't Japan make this game? Like, holy fuck, the Westerners beat us at our own game kind of thing. Like, that, like, it's a silly moment, but, like, it's the fact that, like, he's like, yeah, here's some things I changed because I'm Japanese and know these things better than Westerners do. But he's like, yeah, holy shit, this game's amazing as a samurai game. Like, that's a cool thing to say about a game, period. And I think, like, yeah. it's, the game was just fun. It's a great game. Like, I, again, I've moved away from open world games in the last couple of years, but still, I like, could not put this damn thing down. And I, the game has its faults I could nitpick on, but overall, like, it's just such a good game. Half-Life Alex. Never played it, it's so I can't the, really speak to it. I'd say it's kind of the best implementation of VR to date. It's really cool that game exists, and it's more Half-Life, but yeah, I think it's actually maybe cut-worthy, because... That thing kind of came and went away. I wasn't expecting it, though. Yeah, it came and went. So yeah, people aren't the it, fact that people aren't still kind of talking about. Man, that was a cool Half Life yeah. game. Mm, that may be saying something about that I one. I think Half Life isn't Half Life anymore. Is the real answer? Like it, it's, it's lived yeah. out. It's Half Life. Thank you for making that joke. I think if, <laughs> I think if Half Life Three, like an actual true successor yeah. to Half Life Two, would have come out. That would have been talked about a lot more, but mm-hmm. the fact that it, Alex was such a interesting concept, but also just one concept that was so inaccessible to the general public. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, does do any one of us here own a? No, VR but I played Half Life so- Alex. So yeah, I got my hands on a play of it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I. It's kind of how I'm. Well, looking. I think it's one of those ones where kind of like it's the Half Life Alex does the Half Life thing of it is truly cutting edge in some cool ways, but also simultaneously like. What made Half-Life 2 Half-Life 2 was it was the first to do a lot of things. Other games yeah. are now doing those firsts are arguably better than, or kind of in a more timely manner than Half-Life Alex did. Like, yeah, it's the best VR game I've ever played for me, like, action playing a VR game. But it's still a VR game. Like, it requires the headset, it requires a very powerful computer kind of thing. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, the bar to entry is too high. And like in a world where you can say Sony has done a better job of making VR a thing than both Oculus and Vibe together because they've made it accessible to people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's a really that's a very fair criticism against the game, I think. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I think it's on this list for the same reason Fall Guys and Among Us is. It's kind of synonymous with twenty twenty. And I will throw this out there saying I don't think this is the best Animal Crossing game to date. I think it's very much it's, a game of yeah. the year, but like, it's not the game of the year, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that, like... I think the accessibility of it, I mean, there again, like, in an opposite sense, the accessibility of Animal Crossing lends a lot to it, in that it's easy to get into, easy to play, lots of people can play it, and, yeah, I, I don't know, it's, it's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. I will also say that the crafting system of that game is garbage, and I wish it wasn't there. Yeah. I wish you could turn it off. Like I, it's a crafting system that does not need to be there. It's a badly implemented one. We're just I, I know it sounds nitpicky, but the tool degradation of that game is not something it needed at all. Like the idea of making furniture, that's cool. The idea of remaking an axe for a million times, less so when it's never been the franchise before. Like axes, yes, everything else shouldn't have broken. Like, how the fuck do you break a watering can by watering with it? Yeah. Are, are we okay cutting that, I guess? Like, it's... it's like I, I'm not gonna fight for it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. Alright, so... Ball Guys. Um... This is another entry in the kind of... 
emblematic of the year, I guess. Like, I think it had its time in the sun. I'm not sure. Cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, that's the, that's the phrase I was looking for. Um, I call it the Pokemon Go effect. I don't think of Fall Guys as an amazing game, necessarily. Like, I bounced off that thing pretty hard, pretty quickly, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this, is, this game is that game, but at the same time, like, it's impossible to ignore its impact, I guess, in the year of mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't much more to say on it, I guess. Like, Fall Guys is Fall I, Guys. It's got an art style I, to it. It's I think goofy. for me, it's the a part of the way, sort of, the way 2020 has affected some of the perception of these games. Uh, it's the fact that, you know, people aren't traveling as often, that they aren't getting out and seeing their friends, but games like Animal Crossing, Fall Guys, and Among Us sure. are are allowing that. And I think not being this year, all three of those would have had a little bit less of a less of a cultural sort of impact. No, and I think that's I the think. thing too. They're emblematic of this year, I guess. Like they are Yeah. Like they're the three big moments of 2020, like for better or worse in gaming. Like it's the, I hate to say it this way, but like if you want to see the invasions of the casuals or whatever the right horrible phrasing is, like they were, they are yeah. the high points of gaming is for everyone, not just the hardcore. I think it hangs out for a couple more minutes. I'm not sure it <clears> hangs <throat> on forever, no pun intended, but. It's like what Hades, probably the strongest of the remaining ones we got on this list in some yeah, ways. Um, that's just a really good game. It's a hell of a game. There again, complete package. Well done all around. I mean, the art style is good. The storyline is good. The voice acting is good. The mechanics are solid. I mean, it's just one of your total package. This is a hell of a game. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hard to... It launched good. It, yeah. Yeah, a good launch. <laughs> it wasn't like early access oh, yeah. for a while, but yeah, no, it's yes, I. It's a good game. Like it's got the it's got the Ghost of Tsushima thing where there are faults, sure, but also it's just a really good game. Just a yeah, solid video game, a exemplary video game. Um, Among Us, another Zeitgeist game of 2020. Uh, of the two kind of of the three Zeitgeist games, I think I like Among Us the most. I think it's. I find it the most fun to play, I guess. I enjoy kind of the... It's werewolf, but in a video game form, and that's fun for me, I guess. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's fascinating. And I even have... I have a deck of cards for... to play werewolf that make it easier to play so you don't just have to memorize everything. I thought you were about to say you had a Among Us deck, and I'm like, shit, unless that existed. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. well, that'd be very easy to make. It'd be basically the same, but yeah. Among Us, I think it's... Yeah, it's cool to see that brought to life, and I think the psychological aspect of it is fascinating. Well, and I, I think the kind of one thing it has over the other two Zeitgeist games of 2020 is that you can play it on phones. It is the only entry mm. on this list you can play for free. Oh, other than the one we're going to talk about last. Of uh, the three, I guess. The three kind of um, Zeitgeist yeah. games is what I meant more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, of, of Animal Crossing. Among Us and Fall Guys, kind of the trifecta of the, the the big quotations, big games of 2020. It's the only free one, and I think that it's cool. Like I, it's I think we're gonna cut it probably in a couple minutes for being at, coming out in 2018, but it still deserves its spotlight for. Hey, it was a hell of a game in 2020. Yeah, Carrion. We've talked about Carrion a bunch. I think it like has a strong shot at being top three, definitely, just because we all seem to 
quite unironically love this weird little indie game. It's a cool game across the board. It's visceral. It's gory. It you, you play as a monster, which is something I think we all enjoyed aspectly of it. I, I'm not sure there's much more to say about it before we kind of start fighting about stuff that we haven't already said in kind of other categories. Uh, yeah, it, it it's hung out the way it has so strongly because I think we all just think it's a really cool game. It's yeah. it's inventive. It's an indie game. Um, there again, a great total package. Well done. Looks good. Plays well. Interesting mechanics, and the mechanics work. And last but not least on our game of the year list is Wraith the Oblivion, the Orpheus device. Um, it's the game Henry was just talking about, and I threw it on here because it just seems like a real cool game, dude. Like, And it kind of came out with no real sort of... Well, the thing is, it was originally announced four years ago, and it just couldn't get released. It just kept getting pushed to the side, different technologies, you know, just... And then it finally came out, and I think that's one of the reasons it kind of didn't get much. And I, I forgot to mention it. Like, this came out Halloween, and I forgot to mention it. But, all right, for those that don't know, I'll just give a little bit yeah. of background here. Wraith the Oblivion is a part of the World of Darkness, which includes the more well, way well-known Vampire the Masquerade. And Werewolf, and then, to a lesser extent. And Werewolf, uh, the, the Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And then uh, Mage... Uh, and Mage the Ascension and Changeling the Dreaming, which are the kind of the five is this that's the main sort of five worlds that you know sub parts of the world of darkness. And this is in uh, Wraith the Oblivion. Wraith the Oblivion in the ta- tabletop role playing game, you're generally playing ghosts. You're playing wraiths, and but in this in this particular game in Wraith the Oblivion, the Orpheus device. You are playing an investigator who can communicate with dead spirits. And that is the way the game rolls out. I don't want to give it away because it's a fairly short game. But essentially, you it is completely... Yeah, it is based within the Wraith the Oblivion rule set. The cool thing is they brought in somebody who was originally one of the creators of Wraith the Oblivion like a writer for that, who now currently works on other games. I think he works at Ubisoft. But, yeah, Richard Dansky actually wrote, was a part, like, worked for several years at White Wolf and worked on Wraith the Oblivion. And so they brought him in because, and he took everybody through a Wraith the Oblivion game, apparently, during the development of this. So that they would have a feel for, alright, so this is how the game works, this is how the game mechanics work as a tabletop game, and just how the game mood should feel. Uh, Dave Grossman, who they brought in, is most well known for having worked at LucasArts and and at Telltale Games after that and doing narrative-based games. So it's kind of a, as far as the people heading it up, very, very interesting, you know, very perfect people to develop this game. But yeah, it's completely unique being an audio only game. You can play this on Alexa or on a Google Voice, a Google Assistant, and on a, also phones. I, yeah, also phones. And so there's a, and it's free. So you can play this for free now. They oh, no, are I've going downloaded to re- it during our conversation right now. Yeah. And. It, it has multiple branches, and it works a little bit like you might if you've played the choose your own adventure type of games. It plays like that, 
But yeah, it works on any smart speaker with a like Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant or a mobile app. So, and you can pick it up on the Android and iOS. So, it's yeah. Fascinating game for what it is. All audio, all audio, 100% audio. So you just and also very clever you know voice reading there again like like the ability to uh, like just parse human conversation and try to make that into a game i that's also hasn't been done i mean can you think of a game where it's like you can really talk to it and that's sort of the game works off of just that well, they make a version of Starfire that plays on Alexis, so I'm actually a little more familiar with this concept than most, but it's cool and someone does it well. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's absolutely unique. It's like, there, and it's super accessible to anybody. Yeah. It's uh, anybody that, that, that can hear, basically. Um, it, it, there again, it's like, if you have some issues where you can't use a controller or a mouse, or in you know, play games that way, or if, or if that's just very difficult for you, or if you have vision issues, you can play this game. You can just, you can, and if you happen to own, you know, one of the voice assistants, you can just play it over that. And uh, that's just, yeah, utterly unique game. Uh, I, I don't, I, I didn't know where it would go on a list, but it definitely deserves to be discussed. It's just fascinating for what it is. Absolutely fascinating, and that it's done well. It has it has multiple endings, so it has replayability. But yeah, it's 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 really unique. Um, yeah. I, I, one other that I just want to kind of also kind of I guess yeah. mention on the end, uh, phasmophobia. Yeah. Okay. Really yeah. Talk about, about that. that for a second. So, oh yeah. So, and that's a game I feel like they're for the same reasons as the other sort of zeitgeist games. This is a multiplayer game, and so it's four against a ghost, basically. And the setup is interesting because it's set up like you know if you've ever watched any of the ghost investigators types of it's shows, taps like the ghost, show which is fan or the game which is fantastic. Yeah, or you know, ghost adventures, you know. Uh, but yeah, the it is a game where yeah you team up with other investigators and you check out a, an occurrence and you try to figure out what type of ghost it is without being killed by the ghost because when the ghost is on the hunt it comes after you and if you and the and the way the game works is I and this is a thing that I feel like kind of ties it in with Wraith the Oblivion besides the obvious sort of ghost thing is you communicate with the ghost. Its parsing is not as sophisticated as Wraith the Oblivion, but the ghost will respond to you speaking. Like, if you start asking it questions, it might start doing stuff. And if you're just talking a lot, it will track you down and find you and kill you. (laughs) Like, if it's on the hunt, if you're not being quiet, if you're just chatting constantly, it will find you. It will also, if you insult it, it will get angry. And so that it's the game is shenanigans. It's it's uh, it's it's pretty funny, and it's not permadeath. That is, is like if your investigator gets killed, you when you play the next investigation, you're you're fine again. Yeah, it's not a kind of a session based thing. But yeah, it's I like the kind of somewhat semi realism of it, 
where you set up cameras and sent motion sensors and things like that. Same as with these shows that they do in the shows when they're trying to detect ghosts. Except in here, ghosts are definitely real in this Much game. Much easier to find. And will definitely kill you. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that it's... There's a lot of the game that's kind of jank. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think it gets cut because that game is jank. Very jank. But I feel like they, it's obvious where they put a lot of the the emphasis for the... Yeah for the development, which is in the major mechanic, which is the how you interact with the ghosts. And that's done really well, but oh god, the game is pretty jank in a lot yeah. of ways, too. It adds to the experience in a way, but it's also, it's pretty fucking jank, so I, ca- I can't put it as a total package, but I believe they're, again, kind of with the zeitgeist of what the game is and what it's like. I think it deserved a talk here. Alright, so after kind of our stumble through the list, we got Ghost of Tsushima, Fall Guys, Hades, Among Us, and Carrion. Um, is it time to cut Among Us because it came out in 2018, technically? I, I kind of feel like that. No! Oh, no. Only because it was so iconic for this year as far as, like, there was so much hype around it, but also the fact that there was such huge... Like, live stream stuff, especially regarding the AOC stream, I think makes it a contender for top three. Personally. Okay, I'll let it hang out for a couple more minutes. Um, I think Fall Guys goes at this point. I'm not sure any of us kind of have the strong feelings about Fall Guys that we yeah, might have about I'm not... Yeah, we can cut Fall Guys. Alright, um, if, based on the argument that it came out in 2018, our list would be kind of Hades, Carrion, and Ghosts of Tsushima in no specific order, um, uh, yeah, I think kind of the, the linchpin right now is how slavish we're going to be to our rule of it has to come out in 2020, I guess, to qualify for this list. And I think we've given this game its due. I'm also not totally sure that compared to the other three entrants left on the list at this point, it beats out any of those organically anyway. I, I don't think it. I don't think it does either. Yeah. Honestly, like which game does? I, I don't. I don't, I don't think Among Us beats out Tsushima, Hades, or Carrion. I think it would beat out Carrion, personally. Oh, I thought Carrion might be our potential game of the year, given how kind of into that game we've been. I mean, we have been, but for game... I mean, it it deserves its categories for, like, video game ass, video game and all that stuff, sure. for sure. And we really like it, though. But, I mean, if you're looking at it, we're encompassing, like, I guess the gaming industry as a whole, if you will. Carrion was our... Like, it was good, but is it game of no, the year? fair, good? yeah. Mm-hmm. I... I'd also argue that last year we gave it to um, Bloodstained, which, not a perfect game, but, like, of that year we thought it was the best game kind of thing. Like, again, it really comes down to what we as a trio think of as, like, the pinnacle game of 2020. But, yeah, if if, I also think you're right that we've kind of given Carrion its due at one video game as video game. It came in third in game that is art. Like, it's... We've definitely kind of given its laurels, and we've definitely been kind of very positive on it throughout. But I'd also argue that it came out in 2020. Yeah, here, I think for me, definitely first is between Hades and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, no, I agreed. Those are both such strong games. Uh, uh, For me, definitely, it's like, if there is going to be a tie, it would be between those two, because they are just such... Complete packages, everything about them, so well done, so artfully done. Like, I think 
Among Us doesn't quite hang because the art style, while it works and is fine, does not measure up to Hades and Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, let's 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 be let's be real here. It's like it's good. The art style is good, but it does not uh, it does not hold a candle to Hades and Ghost of Tsushima. It just doesn't. Nor it or, or even in art style wise, Carrion either. So I feel like oh no, I feel like that's the weakest entry is among us. I think. We can make the I though I uh, on the other hand like I see the argument that it came to prominence here and it's been a cultural like just touchstone for this year more so than the other ones we mentioned Fall Guys and Animal Crossing even I think Among Us I uh, how long will Among Us last I think it's I don't know I think it's too limited of a game. So let's have a different conversation, I guess. We can come back to kind of mulling over third place. It sounds like it's Carrion versus Among Us for that. Let's do Hades versus Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. I think that's like that that sounds like maybe we're gonna have more of a conversation at this point. Um God. both exemplary examples of video games, both kind of somewhat similar because they're both action games, but also very different. One's a roguelike, one is a open world game both bringing their own set of challenges to that problem um one is a super stylized artist or kind of artistic love fest the other one is a very kind of cinematically inspired a very dramatic game that's less kind of it has its ups and downs it has its kind of faults in writing but it also has a full kind of big movie kind of samurai story epic to go through Hades, because of its kind of roguelike nature, does it has a pretty good story to it. Like again, it has more story than most roguelites have, but also it's got that. It's designed to have that high re- uh, repeatability of it. Um, what do you want to start with these two? I guess like it's although Hades has a pretty cool cast of characters. Yeah. Like the cast of characters is really cool, and there again, they get to draw on you know, you know Greek. Greek mythos. Yeah, it's the, is, one of the better versions of Greek mythos I've seen in a long time, and they're big and they're colorful, and the designs are really cool. Yeah, I like what they hilariously what they did with Medusa. <laughs> she, she's just hilarious. Uh, well, yeah, you can also you know you, you can pet the puppy, and that's always for me like a plus in a game. You can go and pet the triple puppy. You can do that <laughs> in Tsushima technically with foxes. Yeah, but yeah, that's but. Yeah, Hades has just such a vibrant cast. Yeah. Uh, very well done. Though it's not as, I'd say, you know, cinematic and deep of stories Ghost of Tsushima. Well, I was but... going to say, like, I think on the opposite end of the spectrum, um, Ghost of Tsushima is not as vibrant and kind of crazy over the top. It's a very different game. But I'd also say that, like, I had very strong, and still have very strong feelings about kind of some of the characters, some of their motivations, like the, mm-hmm. the story they were telling, aside from the fact that I think kind of there's a better story in that game at one point, and that Jin kind of sucks a little bit, but also the game is written, so that Jin kind of sucks a little bit. Like, it's mm-hmm. the interactions in that game, like some of the stories you're telling, the kind of the, the ongoing narrative and kind of critique of, like the honor versus survival narrative that game tends to play around with in, in a lot of ways. It has some unbelievably memorable moments, and it has like some strong emotional impact. The fact that I spent like the majority of that game thinking the uncle character is just a fucking idiot 
will get himself killed before he actually does maybe the right thing for his people because he's so caught up in, like, no, we have to be samurai, is something I really feel with video games. Like, the fact that I, it's the, I had a strong reaction to a very well-written character that's like, no, I am slavishly devoted to we must be samurai, and I'm standing there being like, I just freed you from, like, a thousand guards by doing thief bullshit. I think my way works better. Uh, but I also will say, I think I've been on record in the past in saying that I think... So Sima's story is a story you've played before. Like it, It's a cool story, it's fun to play it as opposed to just kind of witness it, but it's not necessarily a new one. I think the Mongol invasion is a cool setting for that type of thing, but it's still something that, like, e even Valhalla, it's similar enough to it that you can kind of say, like, yeah, it's a sword-based, open-world kind of game at that point. It, it's a very cool one in that category, but I'm not sure it's like... It, it's not breaking the most ground story-wise as maybe it could, but at the same time, like, it's still a hell of a package. Like, again, I go back to the, as a mic drop for a console generation, that's just been an amazing console generation. Shima's alright! Shima's real good! Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly think Tsushima's number one. Like, if we were gonna chop down, I, I think it's number one. I agree. Yeah, I, don't like I think it, I think it barely. I think it might barely edge out Hades. Well, I think it's and that's that's yeah. a tough that's a tough call though. Well, I think it, it it's a tough. I think call. if you look at it as kind of the final big game of a console generation, like it is, in a weird way, that game has become emblematic of PS4, and that's really cool. I think it speaks to just how beloved that game is and how cool it is. Like again. We can spend a lot of time rehashing. Like the gameplay for that game is fucking badass. It is one of the most cinematic games I've played in a long time. The visuals for it are absolutely stunning. I yeah, I think kind of it didn't win any of those categories because like other things are better at those specific things than it. But like it comes so close so many times to being like unbelievably exemplary in those categories too that when all things are added together it's a hell of a game like i again i go back yeah. to the, i don't like open world games and i think that game is great yeah mm. uh, it's yeah i think i might uh, i think i would kind of go a little more towards ghost of tsushima a cinematic game that plays well plays fun cool mechanics cinematic mechanics and just a large storyline that you get to play through. Yeah. And I think Hades is a little more limited in its storyline. And I think I, from an appeal standpoint, I guess, like I I at least find roguelikes unbelievably polarizing. Like within roguelikes there are ones I like, but by the very nature of the genre, I am personally less interested in them. Like it I gave Hades a shot. I like it for roguelikes kind of thing, but still like, ah, it's a roguelike. I will get sick of doing this over and over eventually. I really love Rogue. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I, it's wrong I, to not. And like I and I still have to say that maybe Ghost of Tsushima is is the better game. It's just I don't know. Thinking about there again, like Game of the Year. Think about total package. Yeah. No, I'm, think uh, about I'm with you on that one. Of it. So. Yeah, I think for total package, Ghost of Tsushima definitely. All right. Is, firstly, like that's the yeah. one. Well, so and now we find ourselves with kind of a contentious third place. We have Among Us, which. I think of the kind of three Zeitgeist games, it's the best Zeitgeist game of 2020, but also did not come out in 2020. And we have yeah. Carrion. I, okay. So, here, here okay. I, I, if we're going to stick to our rule of 
it has to have come out this year, then Among Us gets removed from the list. No, and I, I think based that on that, means... I'm actually coming around on Among Us. Like, I think it's one of those ones where I, I love Carrion, but like I, I played Carrion and I was done with Carrion. Like, I, I beat the game. I thought it was a cool game, and I was done. I've played Among Us more, and I don't like games like Among Us, but I still think it's a cool game. Like, I think it's it's our list. So we can kind of flex the rules as we want to. I, I think it like. 2020 is such a weird year. I think we'd be kind of remiss not to have at least one Zeitgeist game on our list of kind of top three games of the year. And I'm coming around on the. I'm yeah. coming around. I think to your point of view on this. So, one. yeah. So, like, okay, if we're going to stick to the rule of it has to have come out this year, then Among Us gets cut off immediately. Carrying wins. That being said, I feel like Among Us has had such a cultural impact this year, even though it didn't come out that it's essentially revitalized the game to the point where it's now, like, got a super active, like, team that's working on more stuff. They even canceled Part 2 because they really wanted to flesh out Part 1. Yeah. Essentially, because it's so... Because it's caught on so much. And again, like I said, it's... The cultural inspect, the fact that it's just... It's transport... It's transcended past just gaming and it actually leaked into the world of politics and like other social commentary and i feel like in a, a, in a more it, even bigger way than say you know like aoc and like and uh and joe biden were both on animal crossing both have animal crossing you know houses and stuff but i feel like as far as a force of a cultural zeitgeist among us is stronger well, i think also as a game yeah. like it's I, I, yeah. I, I can I, kick I, I, Animal Crossing when it's down from gameplay perspective. Like Among Us is a tight, well-designed, this is what we are and we're nothing else package, and I gotta give it points for that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's well-polished for what it is. Yeah. I think, yeah. personally speaking. Yeah. That being said, also, just to quickly add on that, I, there's Joe Biden, like, size and stuff, but I somehow I doubt Joe Biden's kicking up the Nintendo I, yeah. Switch and playing some Animal Crossing. I can definitely see AOC oh, she doing did. it, though, because she, she actually played yeah. video well, games. She, like, we discussed it. She actually went around in Animal Crossing and visited people in her district that, yeah. that, that played so, the like, game. So, like, I can so. see Animal... Yeah, I can see her doing it. Joe Biden, not No, so it's his campaign people that set up yeah, I, set up the place. Yeah. Well, I think... But, like, I mean, hell. Like, even... Was it not just... And not even just, like, AOC. You also had... Um, what was it? It wasn't the prime minister, but it was somebody in Canada. Oh yeah, no, you had an MP playing, and another yeah. a member of parliament there playing among us with yeah, and a leader, and not just any, the leader of a major party playing yeah. among us with AOC. Yeah, I mean, yeah, AOC, Ilhan Omar, like just tons of, of of different people, and it doesn't feel like it's one of those really shittily forced. Kind of like, hey guys, we're, we're yeah, I was gonna say, fellow, fellow teens. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not that fellow kids bullshit. Let's rock that like, vote, I bitches. Had gotten into a, yeah, I had gotten into an argument with somebody uh, in terms of like, oh yeah, it's just another person kind of pandering. I'm like, no, she plays like if she did play video games, she, she genuinely she played plays video sudden, games. You might, you might have made that argument, but the fact that like, first of all, she's ranking up in League of Legends on her own. Yeah, like. That she does on her own time, it, she has some. She has some street cred as a as a person who plays video games. It's not. It's not pandering. It's something she actually does. She just. It's so, a thing she does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think. In 
and also maybe Among Us deserves a mention because it didn't get its time in the sun until this year. Of the year, but I think, yeah, I think it's like, even compared to those Zeitgeist games, I think it's one of those ones where it could have gotten big on its own. Like, it's a good game. I think Animal Crossing... I feel like we practically need another category that's like, you know, cultural zeitgeist. No, no, I think we might have that for next year. Yeah, this is an evolving list. Like, Mm -hmm. we, we add stuff as we feel needed kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think it's... So I guess are we happy with uh, Among Us as number three, Hades as number two, and Tsushima as number one? I think so. All right. What about you, Alex? Say that again? Uh, Tsushima number one, Hades number two, and uh, Among Us number three. Yeah. All right. I'm fine with that. All right. So that does it for Game of the Year 2020. Your winners are in third place Among Us, despite coming out two years ago. We've determined that kind of its cultural impact is important the year 2020 it's our list we can bend the rules as we see fit uh in second place you have hades a hell of a game another fine exemplary product from supergiant games makers of fantastic games and then in first place you have ghost of tsushima the swan song of ps4 a hell of a game arguably like if you want to go out on a console generation a game that you want to go out on kind of thing just as exemplary of what that generation was in some ways. Um, unbelievably strong year in gaming, I think, across the board. I like mm-hmm. Even games that we think were like not up to par still unbelievably strong compared to previous years. I've yeah. It's been a rough year, too, so I've been extra happy video games have been there for us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I've, 2020, hell of a year in video games. Hell of a year in other things, too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So that leads us to our kind of personal categories. Um, we each kind of have prepared a list of 2020 thing. We'll start off with Alex's. Uh, Alex, what is your list this year? Um. Well, <laughs> um. So I'm looking at my list now, and the more I think about it, I'm taking okay. one off of there. I I think for me, the big ones for this year, honestly, um, Shadowlands was my biggest thing for yeah. a while. Um, so far, it has really been a lot of fun. Uh, I've really enjoyed the new raid tier. Um, it doesn't feel like everything is a chore in that game. Like I don't feel bad if there are some days I don't log on and play just because that way I feel like I'm behind on something. Like it feels good as far as that goes. So I, I think I think Shadowlands is definitely, I guess, number one for me personally. But then again. That's with a bias because I play WoW. Yeah, it, it, it's Alex's big games of the year, for lack of a better. Yeah, um, and number two, I I talked about it before, and I'll talk about it again. Man, Among Us is just a fun fucking game to play. Like I've played with people who aren't necessarily big gamers, and like they had fun playing Among Us, and it's easy to get a pickup game done with like, hey, anybody up for some, you know, Among Us? Okay, cool, and then we fucking play. So, yeah. And Henry, you've titled your game uh, as uh, games I wanted to play in 2020. Um, walk yeah, the list. Uh, and it's because mainly, like, two of the games here are just locked to consoles, and I haven't bought a console since the Dreamcast, so I'm real limited there. But yeah, you uh, Sakura Wars, I really wanted to play that game really badly. I still do. I still want that game. It's It got good reviews, which I'm happy about, like, Pretty high reviews for most people. I think if you weren't going in here expecting the weird fusion of dating sim with uh, 
tactical RPG, then it definitely will take you by surprise. You don't know what the hell you're getting into. But if you know what the hell it is, like, apparently, you're going to really fucking like it. And I probably would have put this game on one of these lists, but I just didn't get to have a chance to play it. But I think it was... It looked like a hell of a game, and I still want to play it. I just can't. I wish it was on PC. Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's still PS4. That's not on PC yet, is it? I think so, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It might be. Uh, I do want to play that. Watch Dogs Legion. I've been talking about that. That's a game I've been wanting to play for a while, and I hope I get a chance to play it because it does seem really cool. It's a type I do like I like open world games and so I think I would probably enjoy it. I yeah. I mean, yeah, my list is basically like games I really wanted to play but never really did. And they were games that definitely have gotten some pretty good reviews from people, especially Sakura Wars and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Those have both gotten extremely good reviews and they're also Sega games. And I and I have to play all Sega games. And I have to mention Sega at least once every podcast. That's also true. I guess finally my list was, I guess, kind of my three favorite games of the qualifiers or kind of... These are the games that I played this year that I thought were like... These are my favorites. There's Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny Beyond Light, and Ghost of Tsushima. Again, I go back to the... As much as I know tons of people are having problems with Cyberpunk, I have not had those problems. I've enjoyed every second I've had with that game more or less. Like I've had some problems, there's some problems with that game, but as a fan of that tabletop RPG, I can't stop having fun with it. Like, And I, I feel bad that it's one of my favorite games of 2020, because it's got problems. Like, It's a very problematic thing to be like, fuck yeah, Cyberpunk, especially right now. I play too much Destiny, so Destiny makes the list, and yeah, I, I these are three games I just genuinely enjoy all my time with. I guess to kind of quickly recap our winners, in case you came in way late to the end of the podcast, and also kind of close it out some. In ongoing game, you have Dead by Daylight taking first, King of Fighter All-Star in second, Fantasy Star Online taking third spot. Not too shabby. Our video game-ass video game category, you have Carrion in first, winning that category. You have uh, Bullets Per Minute taking second, and in third, you have Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. For game, that is Art. You have Bullets Per Minute coming in at first, followed by Ghost of Tsushima in second, followed by Carrion in third. For worst slash most disappointing game of the year, you have Warcraft 3 Reforged with a just commanding lead in this category. So much so that Alex wants it to be spots 1 through 3. Followed by yeah, <laughs> followed by Cyberpunk 2077 for obvious reasons and Assassin's Creed Valhalla for and third with just kind of tragic technical problems. Your Wicked Awesome Cast 2020 Game of the Year is Ghost of Tsushima, followed by Hades in the second spot, and Among Us in third. Um, yes, that this has been a Wicked Awesome Cast's Game of the Year proceedings. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, normal podcast will be back next, assuming all our voices survived these proceedings. Um, yeah. Uh, we have gotten a request I think we need to revisit because it is the end of the year in video games for us. This is our game of the year thing. Mm-hmm. We need to revisit 
the rank twenty that I think need to be added to this list. Um, obviously, we can't we can add just twenty twenty as a thing, but also that's just too easy. To refresh yeah. our listeners on what is on the ranked shit show list, we have Fire Festival in first, Spider Man the Musical in second, <laughs> the Star Citizen Saga in third, Year One of the E three Public Ticket, THQ Nordic Eight Chan AMA in fifth, the Pokemon Go Con in sixth, E for All in seventh, Dash Con <laughs> in eighth, uh, ninth oh. place we have Fortnite Live. In 10th, we have World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth. In 11th, we have Cyberpunk release delays and reactions. In 12th, we have 2020, just like in general. In 13th, we have Fallout 76. And in 14th, we have Ubisoft, just in all caps. Yep. And I, I feel like we're missing anything. Like, I almost feel like Cyberpunk technical issues should go, like, just above Cyberpunk release delays and stuff like that, or just change Cyberpunk to just cyberpunk and move that up to like sixth um yeah, i mean yeah, i I, th- I mean i think perhaps the uh evo fallout oh shit yeah you're right might go on here somewhere where do you oh, think evo shit, 2020 yeah. and or evo 2020 fallout and uh, like the evo 2020 controversy where do you think that goes like I don't know. Is it not? I think it's beyond just Evo, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like you're just right. FGC. The entire, 2020 FGC controversy. FGC, yeah. yeah, FGC controversies, which even goes, that kind of even covers the Skullgirls thing. Yeah. Even though that's not just Skullgirls, yeah. that's also Indivisible. But, yeah. I mean, which, I, that's almost I its own thing, beyond, too. Like, like that, that dude trying s- to get worm his way back into the industry in the most nefarious backdoor way possible, is also a shit show as well. The fact that they even allowed him, Mike Zymont, to to just kind of latch on to the netcode for the for Guilty Gear is just like, yeah, that that's for me is a pretty big shit show practically by itself. The FGC in general is just like, well, there is a fucking reckoning, and that is a shit show. <laughs> I would even go one step higher and say just like Gamers tw- Summer 2020 because it was just like, I mean, the FGC had a huge well, amount of all we, that we co- uh, so I, fucking sexual I think the difference stuff, is like, but you also had like Method and WoW, you also had a bunch of other Twitch streamers, you had a mm-hmm. Twitch employee well, I, I would argue each like, of those I, deserves to be on its list in its own special way. Like, this is not the catch-all list. This is specific ranking of shit shows my friends like this is this is mathematically and scientifically correct specificity specificity like, like I, th- I think what happened with mike zymont and skullgirls the fact that everybody left yeah. to create just a new fucking company that's like and then what he tried to do with worming his way into the developing net code for guilty gear it's just like that is that is that's pretty fucked up and deserving, I think, of its own entry just by itself. Um, Evo, I still think, is definitely like Evo and all the fallout around that. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's, there's definitely like FGC in general, but also specifically these parts of the FGC. Yeah. So we haven't ranked them yet, but some of the new entries are at least Mike Simon and Lab Zero's, Lab Zero Labs, sorry. It's Lab Zero, I believe. Is it? Okay, I thought that was right. I'm reading it wrong. I'm like, that's... And the Evo slash FGC controversy. Yep. Um, 
feels weird calling that event just that. Like it's so much more far reaching. Um, yeah, we don't. Uh, yes, we we don't have Warcraft Reforged on the list. I think as far as just a, a shit show, it kind of rose and fell. Yeah, it's, and it it's didn't just really a game. Hurt, yeah, the argument really for Battle of Azeroth anybody. was ongoing. Yeah, no, you're right. You're it didn't right. Really, yeah, it, it's neither ongoing nor is it just like really hurtful to anybody in particular. Sure. Like most of our stuff here touches on one or both of those. That it was just like, I don't know, ongoing or just it's so extreme. It it Warcraft three definitely deserves worst fucking game, but I don't wouldn't really That's call fair. it a shit show. I don't know. No, you're right. Yeah, it's not a shit show in the same way that like Fall seventy six is. Yeah, yeah. Well, are we missing anything? We have only two entrants to add to the list this year. I can't. Uh, well, we could also put just like gamers twenty summer twenty twenty. Sex- we just had all the sexual assault allegations. Sexual and all assault, stuff. yeah, gamers and sexual assault allegations, twenty twenty. Yeah, you know, may a reckoning, a really, you know, a reckoning that needed to happen. Yeah, because I don't want to. Like, I, I know we, we were harping, you yeah. know, in the FGC, but I don't. No, want to I, I don't think you should. Yeah, I think that's a very it. fair distinction, a very fair thing to bring up at the end of these. Um, yeah, I think that's. A, the big three we could add yeah, here. So, I mean, so where do we slot you already have the other in. thing. Um, honestly, I think all these three can go right under Spider-Man the Musical. These were pre- like, I mean, Spider-Man the Musical. There was literal death yeah, involved. That, that's kind of our distinction for a long time. Like, but nobody died from Citizens Star yeah. Citizen. Yeah, people lost a bunch of fucking money. With the same as Fire Festival. But, like, people legit were fucking sexually yeah, so assaulted. Yeah, so the order I was going to put is 2020 game or summer, followed by the fighting game stuff, followed by Lab Zero. Yeah. And then I would put Ubisoft. They're on there. They're at the bottom below Fallout 76. I, I think we should well, move I on. I think they deserve to yeah. go there again, on that's, like, widespread cultural pro- fucking problem. Yeah. Ubisoft. And I'm putting it I down as like... Ubisoft 2020 executive purge. Yeah. Sure, yeah, that works. Um, I mean, I feel like even though we it's not on here on the list, uh, we needed to update it with like Riot Games Reckoning as well. The fact that they didn't do an executive purge or do anything meaningful to it, it's it's an ongoing shit show as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They've like, yeah, uh Riot Games has shown no interest in dealing with Riot Games refusal to reckon? Yep. I think that works. And so that's fact is so their thing is ongoing. Well and where do we put Riot Games Refuse the Reckon? Like is that below Ubisoft? Is that above Ubisoft? Is that like does that bump everything down starting at Spider Man the musical? I mean it would be similar I I'd put it at a similar level with at least the Ubisoft thing because right. it's so similar to it. Um Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. All right. <laughs> So, our updated ranked shit show list as of the end of 2020 is in first place. Firefest the musical still. May it reign supreme? Uh. <laughs> it's hard to beat fucking fire. You really have to be malicious as yeah. to beat Fire Festival. Spider-Man 2 the musical in second. 2020 Gamer Summer Reckoning in third. In fourth, we have Evo and FGC kind of 2020 fallout and controversy. For those that don't know what we're talking about, go listen to some of our old episodes. We talk about it a bunch. 
In fifth, we have Mac, uh, Mike Zymont and the Lab Zero. Whole debacle. I, yeah, I feel bad playing Skullgirls now. In sixth, we have Ubisoft Executive Purge that happened in 2020. Both the investigation and just the... Turns out a bunch of shitty people worked at Ubisoft, turns out. But at least Ubisoft is like, yep. also, we're going to fire these people. I So based on that logic, I'm actually going to change this. I think Riot Games goes above that because yeah. they refuse to change. Yeah, you're. It's a very valid point. Or at least Ubisoft did this. It still was like, what the fuck's happening at Ubisoft? So I, I take back what I just said. So actually, it's in sixth place. You have Riot Games' refusal to reckon with the fact that they had some real problematic people working there. Followed by Ubisoft, something we just talked about. In eighth place, now you have Stars, the ongoing Star Citizen saga. In ninth place, you have the year one of the E3 public ticket. <laughs> yeah, that, thing, that 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 entry has aged like the finest of wines, and I'm so yeah. proud we called it when we did. I'm just like, I get so much worse. <laughs> In tenth, we have the THQ Nordic 8chan AMA. In eleventh, we have Pokemon GoCon, the original one, just for confusion's sake. We have, uh, in 12th place, E for All. Not sure what E for All is? Well, it kind of goes back in hand with the uh, year one E3 public ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's its own nightmare. In 13th, we have DashCon. And it's Ball Pit. In 14th, mm-hmm. we have... <laughs> Wait, pay the Ball pay the Pit. Ball pit yeah. Supreme. In 14th place, <laughs> we have Fortnite Live... I'm realizing a bunch of these entries all happened within, like, days or at the same time, which is kind of funny to think about. But mm-hmm. Yeah, in 15th, we, in 15th place, we have World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, that's just entire expansion. Hopefully Shadowruns doesn't wind up on this list. You feeling confident, so. Alex? Uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty confident about it so far. In 15th place, or sorry, 16th place, we have Cyberpunk. 2077, the release date delays, the reactions, just kind of everything about this game at this point, now including the fact that when it came out on consoles, it was an unplayable nightmare, and on PC, it's kind of buggy and has some problems still. In 17th place, which both seems like way too low, but also in the spirit of this list, we have 2020, just like, in general, man. We could have our whole own list of, like, the shit show that it was 2020, but... That'd be a very long list. And last but not least, in 18th place, we have Fallout 76. The ongoing dumpster fire that refuses to go out. I think Fallout 76 should be Where do you want to put it? Above World of Warcraft. Okay, I'll move it up. I'm not rereading that list, though. (laughs) Yeah, so that means Fallout 76 has now been bumped to the 15th place. Increasing its ranking and shit-showiness. Yeah. Yes. That is your ranked shit show as of the end of 2020. Yeah, we, we did, did it, it, boys. Another year. Congrats to video games, those that got nominated and those that won tonight, especially those in worst slash most disappointing. You earned it. You really did. <laughs> you fought yeah. hard to be well, in that barrel. Well hard played. Is- well played indeed. Um, that more or less does it for this week's podcast. As I said, normal podcast will be back next week. Um. So that'll be a thing. We'll be back to talking about video games in the more here and now sense. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully everyone has a good new year. You stay safe out there. Um, 2020 is about to end. Congratulations if you made it this far in 2020. Kudos. Not everyone got this far, unfortunately. Um, but yes. Ha, 2020 made end 
maybe it may be over already. We're looking for a whole nother year of video games. Uh, any profound words you guys want to say to our listeners before we close the hell out? Um, I you know what? I don't. Just just be safe. Amen to that. Take care of your people. You know, hug the people you love as long as social distancing you know, be observed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, obviously if it's not somebody you normally hang out with, don't just fucking, yeah, let's go. But, like, make sure that your loved ones know that you love them because you never know with the way times are. You may not yeah. get that chance to let them know. Also, friends don't let friends pre-order <laughs> games. Yep. This has been kind of an exemplary year. A, a, a banner <laughs> year of friends don't let friends pre-order games. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let your loved ones know you love them. Stay hydrated. <laughs> uh Fucking, yeah, Friends of Friends pre-order games. I yeah, don't know no, what that, else. That, that sums up well. Anything from you, Henry? Yeah, I don't think I really have anything to add. That's I fair. mean, I'm still I'm still cracking zero on all social media. Yeah. That's Z-E-R zero. And, yeah, nothing really to add. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm Mave Online on all the social media. And I'm Mordak, M-O-R-D-4-K. Yes, most importantly of all, email us if we thought if you have comments, thoughts on our list, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can get in contact with us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If you just want to send something weird to us, we'll probably talk about it. We've got a pretty good established record of talking about weird stuff that comes in as emails. But yes, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Yeah. Spells and sounds down in the show notes. Send them in. Look forward. Yeah, if you agree with the list, cool. If you have some things that you disagree with, also let us know. We like we we can be convinced. Yeah, no, no, the list is eternal. Once the episode people. goes <laughs> up, the list cannot change. Well, the list is eternal, but you know we're we're open to feedback on yeah. said list. Um, yeah, so we we love hot takes. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> just like recorded like what four hours of hot takes. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Eh, three hours. Three and a half be. hours, yeah. Three and a half almost. Doesn't wind yeah. up being that in podcast no. form, but I gotta say, like this episode, not that many is hot takes that I, I thought there was yeah. gonna be. We were kind of in agree like we were really in agreement with Carrion. Yeah. Like, that one was really like one we'd really that enjoyed. Game's yeah. early appendage has touched us in ways we're not comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think our most disappointing though was pretty easy. Yeah. I, I did not down. see Let's that say- one coming out the way it did. I thought we were. I, I thought we were gonna go into that. That's gonna be like. I don't think Cyberpunk deserves to be worst. And then Alex comes out there like it's Warcraft three, and I'm like, hell yes, it is. You are a hundred percent right. Yeah. And you threw me for a curveball. Where it's like, it's yeah, like, like I want to cut another one. I'm like, why? There's only three. It's like I want to because it needs to take up two spots. I'm like, oh shit, he's right, kind of. Yeah. So and, and this coming from the guy who's a fucking Warcraft fanboy, like yeah. I love Warcraft, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you gotta call it. Oh how you no, see I, it. Yeah. And, you've yeah. never been so. Co- how dare you see something so controversial? <laughs> it's so right at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but yeah. That I think that wraps up twenty twenty. Is there anything else we need to do? Is there is there one more final? Uh, I, I Sign th- off I think for that's this it. year. Yeah, no, that that's it for us for this year. I think. All right. Well, who's going to do the honors then? Cue the medal. <laughs>